With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. there hello hello it's mike can you hear me i can hear you now can you hear me i can let me uh chest the uh coach show real quick and we'll see how we're doing here all right give me one second uh you have two segments uh obviously in the show so one of them i believe is like 750 and the second one is like six something so give me one second i'm powering up what do we have about two minutes uh, yeah, uh, uh, including the intro song, yeah, about two minutes. Okay, is this loud? Yeah. All right, loud. Thanks for being with us again tonight, brother. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Makes me feel like I'm on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> you are, brother. You're doing our scoreboard. You're welcome to do more stories, too. If you want to do like 30 seconds, you can do as much as you want. Oh, all right. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, it doesn't have to be. I mean, you can give like shoot six, eight scores or more, you know, up to you. All right. Well, we yeah. only got one other game going on tonight, so that won't happen tonight. But yeah, oh, that's true. I'll, I'll keep that in uh, in mind for a. Uh, yeah, next week we got Alice, so I'm rooting up here. Give me one second. All right. It's uh, almost there. Okay, here I am. No. Okay, the first segment we're about to try out. Man, the phone's going slow today. Okay, the first segment. First segment is 742. The second one is 647. Here we go with the first segment. Let's test it out real quick. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to High School Football on a special edition Thursday night. Coming to you from the Cabinet Sports Complex here in Corpus Christi as Cal Allen gets ready to take on the Corpus Christi Road Texans. How was that? Yeah, that sounded good. And it, good. Yeah, the intro music has started, so we got about 40 seconds. Perfect. We're good to go then. I'm ready to go too. So All it'll right. be, again, 15 minutes, and I'll come back and we'll be live. All righty. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to High School Football on a special edition Thursday night. Coming to you from the cabinet, Sports Complex here in Corpus Christi as Cal Allen gets ready to take on the Corpus Christi Ray Texans. Tonight's uh, coaches show brought to you by Sam Ford and Nissan. Short drive over to Kingsville. Make that short drive. They have everything you need there. Trucks, cars, service department, whatever you need. The family staff uh, will help you out. Make that short drive to Kingsville. Sam Ford and Nissan. F-150s, F-250s, Ford Edge, Mustang, Nissan, Ultimate. Whatever you need, they have it there. Make the short drive. Proud sponsors of our coaches show. I want to say hello to the friendly staff over at Sam Ford, Coach. Uh, always taking care of us. You're on the coach's job. Yeah, old Tom Grover, he, he'll do you right when you go over there. He does a good job. Well organized, and uh, you got Stephanie over there that will really work a deal for you. So, I'll, you know, they are good to work with. I'm always pleased when you go over there. Folks, now we have the Ray Texans uh, coming in. Purpose. We have a little bit of an overcast, slight chance of rain tonight. Temperature's about 72, but there is some rain in the forecast. Before we get too deep in the rain, we're going to back up to last week against Gregory Poland. A game where the Wildcats came away with a 49-21 victory. 21 points, most points, I believe, has been scored against Cal uh, in quite some time. San Antonio Johnson had a good team. Gregory Paul was able to put some money, uh, you know, hit that middle of the defense quite a bit. But Cal Allen came away with a big night, uh, coming away with the, uh, the big rushing attacks again by A.J. Brown, Zach Hawkins, Colton Duff. Did a great job going this office. Coming away with a 49-21 victory as you go to 6-0. Gregory Portland's record will drop to 3-4. Uh, we had a good one. Now, they uh, they really crowded the line of scrimmage, and uh, they brought a lot of people out there. Their safeties were almost linebacker depth, and uh, we knew once we broke the line of scrimmage that it was going to be big gamers. And that pretty much the whole night, we had big, big long runs because once we broke the line of scrimmage, they didn't have anybody left. You know, linebackers would commit for the run, and if they missed the ball carrier, there was no one left. Talk about the rushing attack. Uh, Alec Brown continues to be a force for you, Coach. 22 carries, 261 yards. An impressive number. He's averaging almost 12 yards per carry in the game. He did have the 70-yard run. First play of the third quarter, coming out of halftime, he really just comes out. There's two big plays in that second half. It really uh, kind of set the tone. The one big run by uh, A.J. for 70. Then Duff followed up a little bit later with a 65-yard uh, run of his own. Oh, yeah. And they, like I told you, you know, we had big plays. You look at time of possession, we probably they might have had more time than we did on time of possession, but because we scored so quickly, you know, we uh, you know, like I said, they they tied the crowd in the line of scrimmage and when they did, it cost them, you know. So uh we uh, we made plays in that game. That's usually unusual. not it's unusual sometimes on the way tee until teams start trying to do what they did. Bring a lot of people in the march for all those years we played them. They always tried to crowd the, uh, the line of scrimmage. And once we pop that line of scrimmage, they'll, they'll stop you two, three times in a row. It only takes one time to get through, and you got them. Alec Brown finishes the night off with three touchdowns. Colton Rapp had the uh, big night as well, 12 carries, 130 yards. He himself averaged almost 11 yards per carry, coach, two touchdowns for uh, Colton Rapp. Also, uh, for, you know, passing 50%, three for eight, had 56 yards, the uh, one touchdown pass. So again, Colton Rapp. A very efficient at himself. We could throw the ball. I mean, that uh, our percentage was a little disappointed in that three of eight. So we could throw the ball a lot better. But when we do throw, it's usually for a big gainer, like a run. You know, if they're going to play us that hard and then we get by them, then, you know, if we complete it, then it's going to be a big gainer. So people, we like to see people kind of come up and crowd the line of scrimmage with their safeties 
the corners and things like that. Because if you ever get by them, then, you know, they don't have anybody left like that. We talked about the offense. Coach quickly will go to the special teams. Grant Gonzalez, 7 for 7 on his point afters. But then again, Zach Hawkins continues to, to be dynamic for you. 56 yards, punt return on that uh, with a scoring touchdown. That was impressive, though, Coach. He let his blockers set up. was very patient. Once that wall was set up, he turned on them burners, and he was on. Uh, he, he, he's fun to watch. I mean, he makes, he makes plays sometimes. I don't know. He made a play there in the fourth quarter um, when they uh, we were throwing, and he threw it out to, to Hawkins out in the flats, and he started coming back across the line of scrimmage. I mean, behind everybody coming to our sideline, he was – He's passing up people left and right. He made a good gain out of something that shouldn't have been a gain at all. I think we talked about it, Coach. It looked like he ran for about 50 yards, and he gained about eight, but it should have been zero yards. He did make a, a great uh, play on that one. And, again, that's what's so important is the uh, yards after catch, and, and Hawkins and your receivers seem to do that. Defensively, Coach, uh, the, 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 the young man that keeps stepping up is your defensive line. Justice Escobar had uh, 10 tackles for the night. Uh, had two sacks and continues to play front. Your front line between Youngblood, Escobar, and Liam Eddy keep doing a great job for you, allowing your linebackers to make the play. Uh, Liam Eddy, uh, you know, he's experienced, and Escobar has played for years, so we expect him to play that way. Youngblood is young. He's he's developing, getting better every week. Our linebackers are new from last year, and they're, they're beginning to find where they're supposed to fit, you know, up there in the line of scrimmage when, when they read the block where they need to be. And, uh, of course, our secondary played well the whole year. Secondary continues to play well. Phillip Lively and, and uh, Davis on the other side, along with Sam Hyde and uh, Allen, have done a great job for you uh, in the secondary, Coach. They haven't been tested a lot, but when they have been tested, they've been able to come up with the turnovers or be in position to make a good play. They have. They have. And that's credit to Coach Campbell and his coaching staff. You know, that, uh, our defense always plays well. Like I always say, you know, offense wins games. That, uh, that's why, you know, we've been successful. We've always been a sound defensive team. And uh, they get out there, they get the ball back to us, and we keep it away from them. So, you know, we figure if they're offense on the sideline, it's hard for them to score. I was talking about that earlier today, Coach. Uh, one of our coaches was asking about, you know, hey, we're just running the ball, running the ball. Well, look, we can throw the ball, but nobody's been able to stop the run. It's Coach Denner. There's a wide stop. Something that you can't do. Uh, I think as Coach Lombardi said, when you pass the ball, two out of three things that can happen are bad. Incomplete pass or interception. So, running the ball, if you can't stop it, might as well continue doing it. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is you don't want to fall behind on the chain. You know, if you're first down, you come out there and you throw and it's incomplete. Now you got second and ten. And you throw an incomplete pass or don't make it work. Now you got third and ten. You know, I like three yards, three yards, three. Three times four is 12. And we keep the ball. You know, that's always kind of been my philosophy. And our kids cut their teeth on the wing tee. And if you ask our offensive line, and uh, if we're going to go spread and turn, get the wing tee. Get the wing tee. We like the wing tee. They like the physical part of it. There you go. That's Coach Denner. Coach, congratulations. 49-21 win again over the uh, Gregory Foreman Marquette. Kalaran improves to 6-0. Gregory Foreman falls to 3-4. and four. As we get ready for tonight's matchup, with Corpus Christi Ray, the Texans coming into the house tonight. We'll be back with more of the coaches show brought to you by Spain Sport over in Kingsville. We'll be back with more Wildcat football after these words. One minute, one minute, please, one minute. Right that. Next segment is 647. Okay. 
Welcome back to the second half of our coaches show, brought to you by Sam's Ford. Make the short drive over to Kingsville. We keep telling you it's just a short drive. It really is. Get you a, something to train, get you something to snack on, and you will be over with the friendly folks, as the coach mentioned, uh, Grover and and, uh, and his staff will be glad to help you out with whatever you're looking for. Talk to them about financing. If you have a trade-in, a down payment, whatever you're looking for, there's not going to be any pressure. And you have a large selection between Ford and Nissan, side-by-side, two dealerships, on one trip. You can't beat that. The friendly folks over at Staines Ford and Nissan, also with the service department, they have it all right there at Staines Ford. Coach, we get ready for the Ray Texans tonight. They're coming in. Um, you know, they've had a quarterback. who has been primarily, you know, their whole offense this year. Hopefully, I'm not sure if he's playing tonight. Breckenridge has been really tough. They come in with a 3-3 record uh, as the coach, uh, Craig Charlton, has the uh, team ready to play. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, we'll see what Breckenridge if he's on the field tonight. Oh, yeah. He played last week. He turned for 300 yards last week. So, you know, those losses they had, they, if they'd had Breckenridge in there, they probably would not have lost those games. And, you know, they're pretty sound defense, and offensively they can be explosive with him throwing the ball. You know, we're going to have to contain him. He's also a good runner. So we got to make sure we're pressuring, and if he gets out of the pocket, make sure we wrap up on him and get help there. Because he, he's a good one. He's got brother plays for him, too, the linebacker. Defensively, he actually uh, one of the defensive leaders. We were going to talk about him shortly. Before we get on to the defense coach, they come in uh, scoring 24 points per game. Defensively, they give up 21. They're a balanced offense. They're only putting up 241. Again, a big part of that is Breckenridge has been uh, out for the, with injury. But they average 139 passing, 102 uh, rushing for a total of 241 yards per game. Uh, but the, again, the junior quarterback comes in with 36 uh, passes. Uh, on 50 attempts, 465 yards and six touchdowns is what Breckenridge comes in. Very good uh, quarterback, as we've mentioned. And he's got some wide receivers that can catch the ball as well. Oh, yeah, they got skilled people. They really are very good at skilled position. Last year, the offensive line, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to test their offensive line this, this year. But uh, last year, they gave him plenty of time to throw and everything. So, you know, we uh, we got to make sure we keep him in check and his wide receivers. They got got good speed and they got great hands, so you know the ball's near them, they're gonna snag it. So we've got to we got to play well in the secondary and the defensive front got to contain. Talking about their defense coach, uh, the older brother of uh, Brad Bryant, Breckenridge is one of the linebackers. He leads his team. Uh, again, there's the defense that's only given up the uh, 21 points per game. They've been pretty much in every game, so so uh, here's the defense that's going to be aggressive. They know that if they can come in tonight and knock off this Wildcat team, it's a huge feather in their hat. And it just seems like every week you get the best from every opponent. Well, not only that, they need to win tonight. You know, they, so they're going to come out and they're going to do everything they can to win this ball game because they can't afford to lose uh, this district game or his own game. And uh, so it's it's a big game for them and a big game for us. You know, we, if we walk off with victory, then we we play two of the best in our zone already. You know, so uh, then we we turn around and get to play Alice next week. Is another good one. So, you know, our, our schedule had all three of them back to back to back. So we've got to we've got to play well. And I think last week really kind of woke us up a little bit. You know, we've been shutting people out. It's 
scoring a lot of points, and uh, we didn't do that the first half last week. And then all of a sudden, our kids finally got it together, shut them down defensively and offensively, just started breaking big plays. Talk about the game going back again last week. Coach, it's surprising to see a, a running back with over 100 yards, as we saw last week. Uh, this week, Ray, more of a spread-type offense. Uh, you know, we start to see a lot here in the district. Uh, something we'll see more in the playoffs as we go down the line. But I always say we're a team that's very balanced. We can not only pass the ball, but we can also run. Not a lot of teams can do that. That's this really this what everybody's running. You know, when we watch film anymore, it's it's hard for us to even see how teams going to line up to a tight end. Um, hardly any of them ever run a tight end. You know, they're wide outs, trips, doubles, or empty. And, uh, you know, and so we, we look at it real close for our spread game. But also, you know, our, our week two, you, we don't know how they're going to line up until we get out of here. And then sometimes it gets us a little bit, a little slow to get started on week two until we figure out, okay, this formation there is going to do this. So we end up uh, making the adjustments like we did at halftime. And everything started getting bigger. One of the things I've talked about, not only with yourself, Coach, but other people in the community, other co-hosts, is the adjustments that, uh, that y'all are able to make uh, throughout the game and at halftime. It's just so uh, impressive. I mean, we've seen it throughout the, uh, the years, and we'll continue to do that. So a credit to you and the coaching staff that you have. They're able to pick that up and communicate that at halftime and, and do a good job of executing in the second half. Well, not only that, our, our coaches in the press box uh, help us a bunch on the sideline. Of course, you can't always see anything, but uh, I communicate when I call a formation. I autom- automatically let them tell me what's on the backside, you know, how they're stuck, because a lot of times you can't see the backside and see what they're doing. And, and then once we figure out what they're doing to our strength or to the weak side, then it dictates what we're going to do, you know, as far as, okay, they're going to play us heavy on the backside, and we're going to strong side. If they play heavy, strong, they're going to go back to that. Something about it that's been impressive throughout the year, which is you pound the ball, you pound the ball, you're feeding your running backs, and all of a sudden, now you have the ability with the big wide outs, your tight ends, play action, and it's been wide open so many times this year. Yeah, well, just the only thing is if we can buy ourselves a little more time throwing, we'd be dangerous. We, we, we could be very dangerous. we got good wide outs. Pina, Jackson, Lanham, both of them they catch the ball and uh, miss some wide-open guys because of a little bit of pressure. But we're working on it. Once we we give ourselves a little more time back there, we're going to be able to really be more explosive. All right, that's Coach Sanders here on our Coach's show. Brought to you by Sanders Ford over in Kansas. He's got a good going. He's got officials. He's got other media. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. That's a lot to you tonight. We'll do it again this week. All right, that's sounds like winter. We'll see you at our homecoming next week. There you go. That's Coach Downer here on our Coach's show. Brought to you by Saints Ford. Saints Ford over in Kansas. Make the short drive. Again, it's just a very short drive. The phone is at Tom Grover and the coach will help you get in a new truck or car of your dreams. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Coach's show right here on 1360 KKTX. One minute, one minute, please. One minute, one minute. Can you hear me okay? Yep, roger that. Hello, my check. Hey, Lyle, can you hear us okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good deal. I don't know why we're having a little trouble hearing you tonight. Can you uh, keep closer to the mic, maybe?
What was that last part? I'm having a little trouble hearing you tonight. Can you get closer to the mic? Yeah, I'll try and fix that. I don't know why. No, no, I can hear you clear there. A while ago, you sounded very vague. I'll just, I'll get closer to the mic. We're at. Oh, there you go, man. We appreciate that. Sorry to be picky. One. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Prosperity Bank State Game Show, coming to you live from the uh, Cabinet Sports Complex here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, coming to you on a Thursday night special edition, primetime crew coming at you. I'm uh, Mike Rarell, alongside is uh, our statistician, Coach Brotherton, and our color commentator is Coach Davis, to my left-hand side, as we get ready to take on the Corpus Christi Ray Texans. I'd like to welcome everybody to the show tonight. Coach Chad Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me for another week of Cal-Island football. Big week here playing the Ray Texans. At uh, the beginning of the year, this is expected to be one of the games that really, uh, you know, changed the landscape of the district. They had a little trouble out of the gate with some injuries, but uh, they look like they're full of strength. Record Ray is playing tonight. Uh, he actually was on the field last week. But to say what, uh, how many times you know, we, we go to other stadiums and we're impressed by the facilities of the sports complex here at Capitol? Definitely a very beautiful field, and, and they've done a lot of upgrades. And, one thing I'm not going to brag about is the uh, press box facilities that they provide. Uh, it seems like I was talking to Rich before the game, but it seems like every year uh, the circumstances get a little worse for us. We are outside in a little plastic folder table. Uh, the president has really nowhere to sit. Uh, Rich is out in front of us. Uh, there's a chance of rain tonight. But, uh, again, just uh, something you would hope that uh, the school district, they got six schools to play here. You would think that they could uh, upgrade the uh, press box facilities a little bit better, but it's Thursday night. We're, you know, we're not going to complain too much, but uh, we are sitting outside for you folks back at home. Yeah, thankfully we got a little bit of, a little bit of cooler weather coming in uh, in the past week, so we're able to at least you know hang out out here and not melt. But um, yeah, definitely something. You put all this money into these facilities. Uh, you'd like to see them go all the way through it. Hopefully, luckily, here in a few years, we may have a nice little press box ourselves up Cal Out. There you go. Uh, again, the great Texas coming to Coach Craig Charlton bringing his friends in. They come up with a 3-3 record, 1-1 one one in district play. Uh, offensively, they scored 24 points per game. Defensively, they allow 21. The uh, big weapon is uh, the uh, junior quarterback, Brad Breckenridge. Again, we'll talk more about the Ray Texans. We'll talk a little bit about last week's game as we are coming to you live on the Prosperity Bank pregame show right here on 1360 KK. We'll be back with more football after this. That wasn't too critical, was that, Rich? What's that was polite. Is that the polite way to say it? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, I mean, it's hard to complain because ours isn't the best either, but man. Yeah. What is that thing? Is that what they're doing in the softball field? Yeah, that's what it's turned on both of them. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, Paul's digging it up. They're plowing that thing. They've been doing it all week. We live right down the street over here. I wish that wind would kick in. This is rough right here. They could have just closed this off, made it into part of the press box. Well, sitting a few years back, all they did was three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the uh, Prosperity Bank pregame show right here from uh, Cabinet Sports uh, Complex, south side of Corpus Christi on a uh, Friday night, or Thursday night edition, I should say, coming to you from the uh, Sports Complex. 
Uh, Coach Davis and uh, myself. Last week, Coach, we saw Greg Reportley found, uh, I don't know what they saw. Y'all saw film Saturday morning. But they were able to attack that uh, middle of the defense. But what, what do we see on film? Yeah, I think what ended up happening is that all week we were kind of preparing for number 25 to be back there. And he's more of a scat back, likes to get on the edges. And so that's kind of how we played him from the beginning. And that leaves, you know, the middle of the field uh, susceptible to some inside runs. And they took advantage of that with the bigger uh, replacement bowling ball back they had. Uh, we adjusted pretty well to it in the second half, though, and I think we, you know, got it packed, stopped down like we've done really well in the second half, and uh, ended up with a good victory. There you go. As we wait for the way Texans to come onto the field, the Wildcats are lined up to our left-hand side on the 40-yard line. Wildcats are the visiting team tonight. They come in with their uh, traveling uniforms, white shirts, maroon pants, the uh, maroon numerals, the traditional white headgear with the Cats logo across the helmet. Ray Texans have yet to make their way onto the field. They have the uh, blow-up uh, run through to our right-hand side. Not a very big crowd for the Ray Texans tonight. Again, there is a chance to shower. Temperatures at 77 degrees here at game time. Wind blowing out of the northeast at 12 miles per hour. So, again, the uh, wind will not be a factor, but there is a chance of rain in the forecast. You can really start to see it cloud up all around. But hopefully the rain will stay away. Uh, you know, they'll play this game in the rain. What they won't do is won't play it with lightning in the area. So that's hopefully... That's it in the uh, air tonight. We can continue to get this game in and, and uh, move forward. Yeah, uh, seems like we're about to get a little shower right now. Actually, some umbrellas are opening out in the stands. Some ponchos are going on. Uh, these fans, as usual, are prepped and ready for a good game. I guess I should have taken that picture right in front of us. We're starting to take the camera. And so I guess uh, we do have a light shower. I want to say hello to Mr. Smith. I uh, saw him on the way up. I didn't get to visit with Mr. Smith. But a uh, long-time listener, Mr. Smith, is out on the crowd tonight. I always brings his headset with him. I know he's out there uh, listening to us, Mr. Smith. Thanks for being with us on a Thursday night, uh, right here on 1360 KKTX. I remind everybody you can also listen to tonight's broadcast on the World Wide Web at www.cathiradio.com. And you can also call in on our direct connect phone line at 724-898-7823. As the great Texans have made their way on the field, they come in with their home uniforms, red shirts, White pants with the uh, red pinstripes along the side of their uh, pants. White numerals, white headgear for the uh, Ray Texans. And look, I don't see a logo on the side of their helmet. Looks like they're just going with the white helmet this year. Or maybe a red pinstripe across the middle. It's just hard to tell from this side of the field. Uh, I, I want to say on one side of their helmet it says Texans, and on the other side is a number. That's traditionally what they've gone with. So they've gone with the double numbers. Um, but one of the more traditional uniforms in the area, for sure. It is. Richard just confirmed it does say on the side, and I'm not sure if it has a number, but as uh, we get ready for tonight's national anthem, we'd like to thank everybody for being with us on the Prosperity Bank pregame show. We're going to take one more break for we'll, uh, get ready for tonight's opening kickoff. Coming to you from the sports complex here in Capitol Hill, Corpus Christi, between the Calum Wildcats and the Corpus Christi Ray Texas. We uh, stay right here with you until the band gets going. After that, we'll take a quick break. The uh, color guard lined up right in front of us, Coach Davis. Uh, Ray comes in with a 3-3 record. Again, their big weapon is uh, Brad Breckenridge. He was hurt for a couple of games and a couple of those losses, but he's back in tonight. And, uh, the young man is, uh, is really an offensive weapon for the Texans. Yeah, you know, the offense struggled while he was out, you know, averaging maybe 14 points for the game. Then last week he comes back, he puts up 34 against Soloso, which we, we know the difficulties they've had all year. So, um, you know, it's good to see a kid with a lot of talent and probably a college future ahead of him get back on the field and play. Looks like uh, we are getting ready for the national anthem. As uh, we pay our respects to the uh, flag, uh, we will take break here on the Prosperity Bank Big Game Show. You're listening to the Gallant Walker Football 
on 1360 KKTS. They're almost on, I guess. That's not the. Yeah, something has to happen. That's not the. I don't think it's the silent type of magic either. Still good with a minute, right? Maybe we can get an extra break in because the uh, national anthem is just not coming out. Whatever. Within your conditions of the music, please rise and remain standing to respect for our country and our nation's flag. Ladies and gentlemen, our national Issues moving the ball. 
Uh, again, there were uh, three wins this year have come against the Corpus Christi King and Corpus Christi Carroll, two quality opponents. Uh, the two losses came to Corpus Christi Moody and then Veterans Memorial. Those games without, were without their uh, leader, their quarterback, Breckenridge. But tonight, he'll be in full force, and he'll have his weapons tonight as we get ready for the captain across the field. Uh, we'll see if I can get the ones for the uh, Ray Texans. Looks like number two is Brad Breckenridge. Number 50 is Thomas Holland. Number seven is Bryant Breckenridge, the older brother of Brad. And on the far right, I can't quite make out the number. It looks like 55. Thanks, Rich, for helping us out. That's Ethan Guerra on the uh, captains for the Ray Texans. We wait for the Kalawan captains uh, to line up. Right in front of us, Coach Davis. We'll see if we can get those for you here shortly. Again, I'd like to remind everybody you're listening to uh, the Prosperity Bank pregame show right here on 1360. KKTX, Kalawan Wildcats. Uh, lining up their captains, uh, I believe it's going to be, I can see their coach, it looks like 87 uh, is one of the captains for the Wildcats. So, yep, 87, looks like we're going to have 87, Reed Wilson, number 33, Christian Alvarado, number 75, John Nuncio, and that's going to be number 30, and that's going to be Christian Roscoe, the senior running back. There you go. Those are your captains for tonight's game. We have officials at midfield waiting uh, uh, for the coin toss. As we are just, uh, just just a couple of minutes away from the opening kickoff. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on the Thursday night edition of Cal Alum Wildcat Football. 25 rows above the uh, visiting crowd, not quite as high as the Cal Alum Stadium, not as steep as well. Didn't have to take the break, and uh, so it's so good just being able to walk up and set up some equipment. Uh, in a very, uh, again, beautiful sports complex. Just need to work on uh, upgrading the press box a little bit. Uh, we looked over the, uh, the uh, softball field and uh, baseball field. It looks like they are upgrading, along with the uh, turf. Over to our left-hand side is the uh, uh, soccer field. Again, that's an asphalt field. They've done a lot here with the sports complex over the years, uh, and uh, that's something they've done here with us years ago. It used to be just Buck Stadium, so now they have two facilities to play. They still play games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to accommodate the different schools to play in the, in the, in the Within the district, and yeah, I mean the other thing is when you're doing mass upgrades like this, you're spending a pretty penny. So something uh, CCISD was kind of you know talked about in the past was not spending money on their athletic programs, and they've obviously made the investment. And you can tell on the facilities, even Buck Stadium has the relatively new turf. Um, you know, here you see all the fields of the new turf, and they look beautiful. But uh, like you said, we're, we're outside tonight doing radio so. The North Texans have won the toss. They hit the third of the second half. Cal Allen will receive the ball to the north end zone. And uh, Ray will defend the south zone to the south end zone. We'll be back with the opening kickoff right here on 1360 KKTX. One minute. One minute, please. Roger that. Whenever I was a senior, we played this team in California, and he was interviewing my dad, and he goes, he was, he was interviewing the California coach, he said, you got the Duke on the athletes, he goes, we come from a town with a bunch of skateboarders and surfers, we don't have any Five, four, three, 
Three, two, one. Two, one. All right. Welcome back to uh, 1350 KKTX. Thank everybody for joining us on the Prosperity Bank pregame show. We are getting ready for the opening kickoff of tonight's matchup. Back deep to the seat of the Cowboys Wildcats will be uh, number one, Zach Hawkins, and number 43, who had came in last week, Nick Elizondo, on the return. This one's going to be to the up man at the 18-yard line. Going forward is uh, going to be number 80 for the Wildcats. That's all right, it's it. Ball came loose, and the Ray Texans are heading down the sideline, and it'll be a touchdown for the Ray Texans. They have a flag on the field, though, offside against the Ray Texans. So this is going to come back. It's actually really bad. That's a big break for Cal Allen. Uh, you know, just fighting for extra yards, and he gets stripped away and taken back to six. But that's my say. It's not coming back. Picking off for the race section will be number 23. And again... The offside penalty hurting the low Texans. They had six points on the board after they had stripped both. But the offside penalty and the gate that says six points and they picked from the 35-yard line. Man, that's a lucky break to Kyle Allen right off the bat. We're not always a sort of those breaks, me and Kyle Allen and being a dominating for as long as we have. On the 23, we'll see it up for the uh, race Texans. Christian Osorio is the kicker tonight for the uh, Great Texans. I think it's important to note that Alex Brown is checking the game at that up-back position where they just kicked it a while ago. So that's a new wrinkle out there, having Alex Brown there to have the ball security needed in order to get the ball to our side. Pulse comes off the field. Brown and Garza are your up So, again, look for that little piece of stick. Ray not wanting to go deep. This time they do kick it deep. And they're going to give Hawkins a chance for the return. Hawkins coming to the near side. Hawkins has a 30. Hawkins trying to cut off field. Gets knocked down at about the 33-yard line where Kel Allen will start this drive. Before, and they have brought the wood right there on uh, on Hawkins. One of the first times we've seen him squared up all year. First down with 10 for Kel Allen. Scoreboard over to our right-hand side. I believe it's to the right-hand side. Don't even say Now, Allen with their first drive of the night. Colton Dub brings the Wildcats on the field. They'll start this drive at the 34-yard line. Two tight ends set. Top sweep to uh, number 40. Alex Brown going around the left side. Alex has to run here. Alex sends forward, and he's going to be close to the first down, depending on the spot. Alex has got nine yards on the play uh, on the opposite field from this uh, nice start for uh, the uh, junior running back for 40, Alex Brown. And Ray, Ray better be ready to see a heavy dose of Alex Brown tonight. Um, the coaches this week saw that the Ray Texans linebackers like to play a little bit of a zone, and that is uh, absolutely perfect for a team that likes to run the power. Second down and one, so a nine-yard carry by number 40, Alec Brown. Two tight ends hit for the Wildcats, stole guards and motions across the line of scrimmage, and off again to Brown. This time Brown going up the middle, needed a yard on the play for the first down, and he will get the first down. They will move the chain, first down and 10 for the Wildcats. Yeah, not much there. About to move the chains for the first first down of the night for the Cowan Wildcats. Thursday night edition of high school football. Thanks for being with us. I want to thank Mark for tuning in tonight as well. Mark uh, right in front of us, bringing his headset with him. But a uh, longtime listener of the show. I'd like to thank him for, for tuning us in right here on 1360 KKTX. Up, turns around. 
Fakes to Brown. Hank keeps it on the left side. Goff coming around the, uh, about the 47. He's going to be brought down by number 16, the cornerback, Bradley Berriado, on the tackle for the Ray Texas. Offensively for the Wildcats, the uh, front line is your center, Noah Galindo, your guard, Derek Rojas, and Carson Pitts, your tackles, Duke Waddell, and Sam Gentry. In the backfield is your quarterback, uh, Colton Duff, running backs, Alec Brown, and Joel Garza. Your tight end tonight will be number 87, Reed Wilson, is on one side, and I'm trying to see who's on the other. Garza motion across the line of scrimmage, second down and six. A little trap play, but... Uh, Kind of a busted play. The timing is just off there for the Wildcat offense, and uh, Hawkins will be tackled in the backfield. That's Jackson Lanham lined up on the uh, tight end on the uh, near side. That is number 82, Jackson Lanham, uh, for the Calhoun Wildcats. Defensively for the Ray Texans, we don't have a number on uh, number 85. He's playing the nose guard position. Apologize for that. Your defensive tackles number 63 is Austin Lometa. And number 55, Ethan Guerra. Your linebackers are Aaron Leha. Outside linebacker, Brian Breckenridge. In the middle of the uh, linebackers is Isaiah Delion and Andrew Picknick. Cornerback, number 16, is Bradley Delion, who just made the tackle. Number 22, Gerald Graham. Your safeties tonight, number 11, Kyle McDonald. And number 18, Giovanni Calisto. Third down and long. Quarterback keeper. Duff coming around the inside. Hawkins gets the nice block. And Duff. We needed about seven yards in the play. We'll pick up about 12, and it'll be a first down for the Canelo Monica. Yeah, good job by Duff right there, realizing that the option wasn't going to go. Just get the keeper around the edge. Got the first down. Wildcats now in Texan territory, right at the 40-yard line. Wildcats driving right to left across the radio dial. Opening drive of the game. 7 o'clock game time tonight. That's the usual 7.30, so maybe we could be home by 10 o'clock. And off, Brown, over the right side. Brown picks up uh, about four yards from the play. Now, one of the things you can't see on your radio dial is the offensive line for the Cats just drove a couple of Texans back about 20 yards just for the fun of it. And that's one of the things that makes this group so good up front is that they're always pushing, even past the blitzes sometimes. Second down, and uh, about three yards in the play. We're going to call it second down and seven for the uh, Wildcats. Open up under center. Again, Hawkins and uh, Brown in the backfield. Number three, Joel Garza, lined up as the uh, rebound. And off, Brown. Brown, looks like the ball came loose. Fumble on the play, and the Ray Texans comes up with the uh, fumble on the uh, – Fumble by the Wildcats, and the Ray Texans will uh, stop this drive, coach. So the Wildcats with uh, two early fumbles. The first one was brought back because of the penalty. This one will stand, and Ray will take over at the 37-yard line. I just watched it. You almost kind of wonder if it ever even got into his hands. It just seemed like it kind of dropped off the edge. Nobody really hit him. Uh, Clutch well behind. we got about 9.37 left in the first as the ball turns over to the Texans. First down and 10 for the Ray Texans. They will spot the ball on the, about the 38, well, 37-yard line, is what we'll call it. First play of the game, it'll be a handoff to the uh, running back, Julian Mireles, and a short game on the play for the uh, Texan offense. Only about a three-yard game. It'll bring up the, uh, second down at seven. Offensively for the Ray Texans on the front line, their center is Thomas Holland, guards D.J. Lopez and Stephen Flores. Tackles for tonight's game is Tyler Ryan and John Longoria. 
Quarterback, as mentioned, is Brad Breckenridge. Breckenridge, all he does left, steps up in the pocket. Breckenridge has some room to run. He's crossing midfield. Finally hit at the 36-yard line. Number seven, height on the tackle. But you can see the athleticism of Breckenridge on that play. Yeah, he, he definitely brings a level of physicality and speed to the game that uh, their backup did not. First down play. This will be a run play to the uh, running back, Julian Medellis. Medellis, pick up about two yards in the play. We'll call it second down and eight. Wide receivers for the Texans. Kyle McDonald, Corey Salazar, Jared Garza, and Larry Rucker are your wideouts for tonight's game. Second down and seven for the Texans. All resting on the 31-yard line. Our hash mark for the uh, Ray Texans. Shotgun formation for wide receivers. Breckenridge takes the snap, hands it off to uh, number 26. One on the uh, left side is Mireles. And Medellas is going to be short of the first down by about three yards, maybe four. Going to bring up third down and four for the Texans. And Breckenridge just looks the part, doesn't he? Nice tall kid. Got some good meat on his bones. And uh, looks really composed back there, running the offense from the no huddle. I don't know if it is. 6'1", 205 pounds, only a junior. Backside pressure coming from the Wildcats. And looks like number 12, Sam Allen. Will step in front of the intended receiver, and the Wildcats will get the ball right back defensively. Allen with a great defensive play on the interception off of Breckenridge. Sam Allen is the true shark of this defense. I believe he leads the defense in turnovers cause. He's got a couple of interceptions, and that fumble return for touchdown back in the first couple of weeks. Uh, really coming into his own, playing that safety position for the Wildcats defense. First, first down and 10, coach, for the Wildcats. And we've got about eight minutes. Six seconds left. I know it's tough for you to see over there. Oh, I can't see at all. <laughs> Beyond tough. Wildcats, they're going to spot it. They're going to spot it at the 29-yard line. That's where the Wildcats will take over this drive. Each team with a turnover here early in the game. This one, a high snap over the head of Duff. Duff, lucky to recover it. And the brother, older brother, Brad, I'm sorry, uh, of Brad Breckenridge, the uh, linebacker is Bryant Breckenridge, the leader of this defense, able to get the Colton Duff inside the 10-yard line. They're going to spot him down at the 7. And again, a high snap over the head of Duff. He was lucky to, to, to fall back on that one. Yeah, and really so far it's been a uh, comedy of errors so far for the Cal Allen team. Uh, you know, a couple of turnovers and another ball on the ground right there. Something you're not accustomed to seeing. It looks like they had something working out there with Hawkins wide by himself on a, you know, on a single uh, corner. Wildcats now will go to the uh, wing key. Top sweep coming over to Brown. Long way to go for Brown. He's got the 10. He's got the 15. And he pushed out of bounds at the 22-yard line. What's going to bring up, uh, we're going to call it third down and 17 for the Wildcats. And we're going to have a player down for the Ray Texans. As the Texan player is being attended to, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Cal Allen Wildcats football at 1360 KKTS. We're getting ready for our profile. Can't be one that got yet. Sixty-three. Austin. Okay. 
How much time, Lyle? Uh, 15 seconds. Perfect. Five, four, three, two, one. After the uh, timeout, Wildcats will be facing a third down and 17. Shotgun formation. Right out, split to each side. Brown stands to the left of Duff. Take to uh, the Brown. Duff stepping up in the pocket. Duff has some running room, trying to get to the outside. He's able to step away from a would-be stack and brings it out to about the 32-yard line. It's going to be short of the first down, but an athletic play by Duff just to uh, pick up some positive yards of the play. Yeah, that's one thing he's not short on his athleticism. He's able to kind of razzle-dazzle and get out of the pocket and at least get the positive yards to get it a, uh, you know, to get out of your own area and hopefully we can switch the field here with the punt. That's a snap over the head of Goff to really put the Wildcats in a bad position. Going to force them to punt here, here uh, on halfway through this first quarter. Both teams with a turnover. Snap on the way. Ooh, Goff. Not the best punt, and this one's going to go out of bounds at the 40. We have a flag on the play. Let's hope this penalty doesn't uh, compound with a bad punt to put the Ray Jackson in a good position. About a seven-yard punt for Colton Duff. If that, that one. Looks like a Legal formation against the Canada Wildcats, and the Ray Texans will decline it. They're going to have great field position here on this drive. They're going to start at their 40-yard line, Coach. We are in the first quarter. Early first quarter, and uh, a lot of issues with Canada's offense so far, but the defense has stood tall on their one opportunity, and just giving up a long run of Breckenridge. Let's come out right here and try to stop them in their own territory. 6.24 remaining here in this opening quarter. Wildcats, uh, it's been a first quarter of miscues. Seen a uh, strip on the opening kickoff negated by the uh, penalty. Hawkins with the fumble as well. Nice run there by the Texan running back going on the left side. He's going to be close to a first down. Needed, uh, you know, first and ten. And the penalty coming in late. This one might be against the Texans. I think you could see a personal foul here. It'd be a nice little help moving 15 yards back. One of the things I have noticed since Antonio Johnson, this is probably the largest team we've played in overall mass. They've got some big kids up front. They've got a big quarterback. Their skill kids are a good size. Look over there at number 11, I believe. He's a stout individual. That was against the Ray Texans, so that'll be an unsportsmanlike um, penalty. It's going to back them up to 15 yards. And uh, something to keep in mind, if you get two of those as a player, you're ejected from the game. And so that's one of the books for him, and we'll see if that, you know, if he's able to hold his temper for the rest of the game. Dead ball foul. That's uh, marked off from the end of the run. So 15-yard penalty. They'll make it first down and 15 for the Ray Texans. They're going to be back now to their 37-yard line. Started the drive on the 34, and uh, now they're at their own 37. Line, uh, headline judge. Blowing his whistle, wants to talk it over with the referee. Thank you. 
should be first down and 10, I was going to say. Not the, uh, it's a 15-yard penalty, but it doesn't make it first and 15. Heads up play there by the headlinesman. Shotgun formation. Trips to the near side. Breckenridge with pressure. Now dumps it off. And this one is going to be off the hand of the intended receiver, number six. Is Larry Rucker right there on the coverage for the Wildcats? I believe is number 41, linebacker Matt Thompson. Yeah, he did a great job right there, breaking up the pass. I uh, really got beat on the route, but was able to play catch up and just like he thought to do, get that hand in there, knock the ball loose. Defensively for the Wildcats on the uh, front line, you know, starting Luke Youngblood, the defensive tackle, Justin Escobar, and Kenny Leo Meddy. Breckenridge looking downfield, trying to hit his wide receiver. He's got him open. Was able to get behind the uh, safety, but he overthrows him. We do have a flag on the play, but I believe it's going to be against the Wildcats. It looks like it was a free play for the Texans, and it will be offsides against Cal Allen. And Breckenridge wisely taking a shot downfield. And that's what a lot of teams these days like to call freeze. You're just going on a snap count. If they jump, you're running all goes and trying to get the big play. While they're marking off this play, we're going to do a little player profile. Your Thea chiropractic player profile for the first quarter is Colton Duff. He's 6'1", 198 pounds. He's your starting quarterback. He boasts a 3.8 GPA. His parents are Lisa and Chris Duff. His grandparents are Walter and Joanne Rosser. His hobbies are hunting and fishing. He'd like to either attend A&M College Station or Sam Houston State. And he doesn't support the NFL. That is your player profile for the first quarter of this week. That is Colton Duff. After the penalty, a third down and five, Justice Escobar, who had a big game last week, uh, comes up with another big play. Sliding down the line of scrimmage, able to fight off his block. A nice tackle there for the uh, defense. Third down and five for the Ray Texans. Shotgun formation. Trips to the near side. Need to be a ref for the defensive lineup here after the play. And off to the running back. Going over the left side. Ball came loose. And I believe there's a bean bag on the field. And Wildcats defense for their second turnover of the night. They have a first down at the 27-yard line. So, again, another miscue by both these offenses. It's sloppy night tonight here at Cavendish Field. Yeah, you think we were playing on grass and uh, pulling down rain. Nobody can hang on to the ball right now. Yeah. Kind of, as I said earlier, it's been a comedy of errors both teams. And uh, as you get put yeah, you got 0-0 zero zero with 5.15 left in the first quarter. Right. 5.15. Off to go, Cap. With the ball, they're going to spot it at the 28-yard line, we'll call it. Hard to say, this is the third offensive possession for the Colorado Wildcats, and we've yet to, to, cross, uh, to cross that goal line. Alec Brown, try to change that. He's got the 50, 45, puts back. He's got the 35, he's got the 30. Alec Brown has one man to beat, and he's not going to catch it. Alec Brown made that one happen. Boy, did he make some moves. Did he stop on a dime? Nice play by the running back on the 72-yard touchdown run for Alec Brown. And I don't think people understand how special this kid is. Whenever you get a chance to watch him, you need to come watch him. He's something to behold. One of the better backs that Cal Allen's ever seen, and they've had a lot of good ones. His ability to make cuts and set up blocks is just incredible. Seems like every week he's due for a big run. That's the 501 left in the first quarter with the extra point pending. Frank Gonzalez, who was 7 for 7 last week, comes into the point after. Left footed kicker, this one. Strong enough, straight enough, and it's through the upright. Five minutes, one second left to play in the opening quarter. Cal Allen on the board first. They lead 7 0 over the Texans. We'll be back 
with more Wildcat football after these words. Yeah, I had Price the scene and he scored a 501. How Effie could be. It's incredible how good how he can set up blocks and he can. He looks like he's left to the top and behind. He's just yeah, I think he felt that guy and threw it in. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. Cal Allen with seven points on the board. Has to be a 72-yard touchdown run by Alec Brown. We just mentioned that this was their third drive, and they hadn't crossed the goal line, but Alec Brown took care of that. It took 14 seconds, but he finds the end zone. Scampering on the right side and did a great job of eluding tackles, waiting for his blocks to get set up, and then felt the pressure on the backside coach and just kicked it into another notch and uh, get the 72-yard touchdown run for his credit. Yeah, and as I was saying, he's absolutely unreal with setting up blocks. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's got enough speed to make things happen. And uh, Gonzalez with the kickoff over to the left side. Texans with the uh, return. Out to about the 34-yard line. Where they see the spot. They're going to spot it at the 32-yard line. That's where the Texans will take over first down and 10. Rockin' Reds will bring the offense back on the, on the field. A little under five minutes to go here. About four fifty takes you left in the first quarter. And uh, first quarter with uh, turnovers for the uh, Texans. They've had an interception and a fumble. Come back out with the uh, shot and formation. And off to the running back. And boy, he met in a hurry. Escobar, number 70. On the bottom of the towel, along with number 35, linebacker Rick Barrett in on the tackle as well. And Rick Barrett's had himself a nice little year playing that linebacker position for having to step it up this week with uh, Broughton out. Second down and 11, Breckenridge rolling to his right, looking downfield, looking for a wide receiver, trying to hit a wide receiver, number 17, Corey Salazar, but he goes over the head. Of the uh, wide receiver, going to bring up a third down and 11. And one of the things you'd love to see out of a defense is being nasty. And right there, if you're here, uh, Jacob Cavazos is giving him a little extra just to let him know that Cal Allen's here and ready to play. So far, it seems like Breckenridge just isn't settled in with his receivers yet. He's missed a couple of open guys. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see for the rest of the game if he can kind of get that intact. We hope not as Cal Allen fans, but. Uh, just looks a little off right now. Shotgun formation for Breckenridge. Pressure steps up in the pocket. Looking downfield, has a man wide open at the 45-yard line, number eight. Somehow got behind the secondary and got lost. That's a Jared Garza on the reception, and he's going to get it to the 37-yard line of the Wildcats. Yeah, and I'm going to jot that up to good play design. They're going to run a motion under trips and then have the, the two inside guys run long while he comes over the middle. Breckenridge, quarterback keeper, near side. They go with a hurry-up offense. Breckenridge, breaking tackle, still on his feet. 
carrying the ball loosely. Leo Betty finally coming on the backside to make the tackle. And he's going to get to about the 11-yard line. It's going to be first down and 10 for the Ray Texans. Yeah, just the size right there making it difficult to tackle. I don't know if we're used to tackling a quarterback that big. Time out on the field for the Wildcats. Uh, again, hurry up offense. It's 3.56 left to go in the opening quarter. Tell Allen with a 7-0 lead. Texans knocking on the door. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the uh, first quarter as the Ray Texans have a first down and uh, 10 from the, I'm going to call it the 11-yard line, Coach. This drive, quick pace drive. Breckenridge rolling to his left. Pass pressure, now going to look downfield. Has a man open in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Ray Texans. Boy, they made that drive look easy. Number 17 on the reception, that's Corey Salazar on the 11-yard touchdown pass from Breckenridge to Salazar. Yeah, uh, the 73 50 left in the first quarter. Uh, I think it just looked like the receiver got a little more physical than the coach. He was able to get off his route and get open in the back of the end zone. Uh, just a good old scramble drill there for the touchdown. With the extra point pending. And that extra point, although looping, and that's going to be no good. Cal Allen stays seven to six. Seven to six with that three fifty left to go in this opening quarter. Cal Allen seven, Red Texas six. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on thirteen sixty KKTX. I want to start up with a highlight video. How much time we got, Lyle? We're at about 12 seconds. Yeah, we're going to start talking. Okay. I end over end kick. This one fielded at the 20-yard line. That's uh, number three, Joel Garza. Garza has a sideline. He's got the 40, 45, and he's going to be brought down just across midfield at the 49-yard line. 
Nice run by number three, Joel Garza. Yeah, you're trying to kick it into the up back and avoid kicking it to Hawkins, but what you don't realize is you're kicking right to our second-best returner, Joel Garza, right there. He's broken a couple of nice ones this year, and right there was able to get us into the Ray Texan territory to start off the drive. And you know Ray does not want to see this wild cut offense with a short field. Three minutes, 47 seconds. Colton Zoss feeds the offense back on the field for the uh, Wildcats. Great field possession for the Wildcats. At the 49-yard line, handoff to uh, number 40, Alex Brown. Lunging forward. A couple of yards in the play. Second down and seven. I want to remind everybody tonight you can listen to our game on our Direct Connect phone line where I, all you got to do is call in and the audio comes straight to your cell phone. All you got to do is now 724 898 7823. That's 724 898 7823. The audio comes directly to your phone. Quarterback keeper, Colton Doss. There was some movement by the uh, Texan defense, and uh, the way they got into the neutral zone, it's going to be a five yard penalty for the Texans. Bring up second down and short. We'll call it second down and two. I'd like to say hello to the folks at uh, Adam Refinery Row. Folks over at Valero, Flint Hill, Dupont. All the guys over at Pitco working that uh, shutdown. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night, guys. Keep it safe. Getting us in here on a Thursday night edition of uh, High School Football. Primetime crew coming at you. Statisticians, Coach Mike Brotherton, to our far left, our color commentator, Coach Richard Davis. I am Mike Guerrero, bringing you play-by-play action of these Calhoun Wildcats. Our producer for tonight is Lyle Spore, who's in the studio helping us out. And also Hawkins. Hawkins going over the right side. Hawkins breaking tackles. Hawkins still on his feet. Hawkins driving forward. This young man just continues to drive his leg. It should have been about a five-yard gain. Turns out to be about a ten-yard gain. And after the first down, we have another... Officials timeout. The uh, Ray Texans have a player down on the field. Two minutes and 40 seconds left to go in this opening quarter. And again, Coach, and one of these opening quarters that seems to be going on forever, already 30 minutes. A lot of that due to the turnovers and, uh, uh, you know, these teams just, uh, you know, changing possessions very often, to say the least. Yeah, when you, when you get a bunch of turnovers and you've got a spread team that's throwing some completions, you're going to end up on long quarter, and we've dealt with a few of those this year. Uh, most notably being uh, TM a couple of weeks ago and Carroll the week before that. So. TM had the uh, 40, what is it, about a 45 minutes first quarter. We are now 33 minutes into this one. The uh, Texans got back on the board. They had an 11-yard touchdown pass from Breckenridge to Salazar. The point after was no good. So at, uh, at three minutes and 47 seconds, Wildcats take over at the 49-yard line. They lead 7-6 to six over these Ray Texans. Both teams taking a knee. Only one other game taking place tonight, uh, we've been told by our producer. We're going to check in real quick on our Rabelais INE scoreboard with our Lyle Spore back in the studio. Lyle, can you update us on the other score from around the area? Right now, King is beating Carroll 7 to nothing in the first quarter. Lyle, uh, what is that? Uh, I'd like to thank Lyle for helping us out. King and uh, Carroll playing tonight, so they must be playing over at Buck Stadium. Uh, the only other team tonight. Uh, on a Thursday night edition. Again, like your mind, there's plenty of games going on tomorrow. 
weird having a Friday night off. But, uh, definitely going to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, uh, doesn't get any better than having Fridays off, getting a full weekend to yourself. Um, something we're not accustomed to during the football season. We enjoy our Fridays, but at the same time, every once in a while, you get lucky with one of these Thursday games. Looks like uh, number 22 is going to go off the field under his own power. So that's a great sign for that young man. Quarterback Gerald Graham um, shaking up on the play, but again, always good to see the young man walking off the field under his own power. And that's exactly what's going on now. Wildcats with a first down and 10. Ball's going to be spotted at the 38-yard line. Wildcats driving left to right on your radio dial. I don't want to speculate here, but after a big break like that, you might see a play-action pass out of this Carolina offense. Holton Duff lines up Ederson and two tight ends. Brown and Hawkins in the backfield. Hand off to Hawkins. Hawkins has some room. Hawkins bounces to the outside. Hawkins will have about nine yards in the play. May have enough for the first down. It's going to depend where they spot him, and they're going to say he has it. Hawkins with another nice run. Picks up 11 yards. And they'll move the chains, first down and 10 for the Wildcats. Yeah, one of the staples of the Cal Allen offense is the Buck Sweet. Typical wink to you fashion. You're just going to give it to your tailback, going to the opposite end. And he gets the edge, as he always does, and is able to get us the first down. Hawkins and Brown in the backfield. Colson's up under center. Number three, Joe guards the motions across the line of scrimmage. Stop is going to keep this one. And he's going to launch forward over on the left side. Maybe a couple of yards in the play. We'll give him three yards at most. Uh, second down and seven for the kid on a walker. So this is exactly what you need to do after the uh, right Texas put points on the board. You want to be able to come back out, establish your offense, put your defense on the field for a little bit, and let's go in there and punch it in the end zone. Yeah, and there's at least one of these a week from Cal Allen. You waste almost half a quarter. Um, and it's really good for the defense. The defense gets to take their time and talk over some scheme, and the offense just keeps moving along. Texans again, they go with the no huddle up, very quick to the line of scrimmage. Wildcats, on the other hand, not, the, uh, not as quick. A.J. Brown on the top sweep, coming around the left side. Brown picks up about uh, 12 yards in the play. He's going to get inside the 10 to the 7 yard line. It'll be a first down and goal for the Cowboys. Wildcats. Clock continues to run here late in the first quarter. 125 remaining here with the Wildcats leading. Seven to six. Okay, let's break the huddle. Coming up to the line of scrimmage. First down and goal. Two tight ends set for the Wildcats. Open Duff. And off. Hawkins. Hawkins breaks the initial tackle and spins inside, just inside the maybe the six. We'll see if they spot him at the five. And nope, they're going to spot him right at the six yard line for a gain of one on the play. Second down and goal. Yeah, sometimes you need those one yarders to set up the big play to the front side. Right there, pick on the back side a little bit, trying to run the back, trying to run the buck sweep, and it just wasn't there. But now you can probably look to the strong side, maybe with the power of the sweep for a touchdown. 78, uh, Eric Rojas coming off the field, holding that right ankle a little bit. See, uh, make sure Zarek's okay. On the anchors on that offense. Handball, Hawkins, Hawkins trying to get to the outside. Steps on a dime, runs his forward, tries to get to the corner, and he does. Touchdown, Zach Hawkins. And, boy, he made that happen on his own. There wasn't a lot of room. He fakes to the inside, steps on a dime, busted to the outside corner, and dives at the pylon. Wildcats now lead 13-6 to with a point after coming up. 
And only about 22 seconds left in the first quarter. Uh, Cal Allen makes a habit of ending quarters with a boom, carrying momentum into the second quarter. Point after coming out, number 22 is Grant Gonzalez to the 14. Rivers Roy waits for the snap. Bela with the snap. Kick. Strong enough. Straight enough. Through the upright. 22 seconds remaining in this opening quarter. Cal Allen with a 14 to 6 lead over the Ray Texans. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360, KKTS. 7.40, we still haven't finished the first quarter. And it's only 14 to 6. Not like there's been a ton of scoring. Yeah, I told you. I'm long game Lyle. They call me that for a reason. <laughs> we need to have a uh, sponsored pillow company for us. We can't get out of hand. Five, four, Three, two, one. Zach Gonzalez tees it up at the 40-yard line. Zach Hawkins with the uh, six-yard run gives the Wildcats a 14-6 lead. He tees it up. That's one little squib kick. This one will bounce at about the 24 into the hands of the return man. Ball comes loose, and we'll see who has it. Wildcat player was going downfield and just stripped it as it was running by. Wildcats signaling they have it, but I'm not sure. That may have gone back into the hands of the Texans, and they do catch a break. Yeah, I think, if anything, the Texans may have gained a few yards from that fumble, which is kind of tossing it forward. The ball just seems to be slippery as better tonight. There's only about 12.8 seconds left in the first quarter. Um, as we're sending you clock updates from the color commentator tonight because there's just no view of that clock. First down and 10 for the uh, Ray Texans. They're going to start this drive about the 29-yard line. Shotgun formation, and off to the running back, going right up the middle. Got some running room. Got the 40, up to the 45, finally brought down by the Wildcat defense, and they will stop the clock to reset the chain. And this one, we thought the Ulster Midway Warrior game first quarter was long. This one now approaching 41 minutes. And this is going to take us to the end of the first quarter, the first quarter that would not end. Sloppy first quarter by both teams. We saw plenty of turnovers. But we will switch into the field. 12 minutes in the books here at Capitol Field. Wildcats leading 14 to 6 over the Ray Texans. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTS.
five. Hey, Lyle, we're going to start talking. Just go ahead and run the commercial. Okay. As we start the uh, second quarter, Breckenridge dropping back. Lumetti with pressure, and this one's going to drop incomplete. Texans start to drive. At the uh, 46-yard line here to start the uh, second quarter. A big run from the running back, and now they're looking at a second down. And 10 for the uh, Texans. Trips with to the far side, single wide out to the near side. Breckenridge looks over to the sideline to take the play. Eight seconds left on the play clock. That's is, uh, unusual for the Texans. They're pretty quick. Get the snap off. Make the uh, handoff. Quick pass to the uh, inside receiver, number six, and he's going to have enough for the first down to the 40-yard line of the Wildcats. And Breckenridge, with that quick throw, Coach, he doesn't take long for him to develop, and really hard for these uh, Wildcats even to put any pressure on him. Yeah, that's what's called a run pass option. You're just going stick to stick the football in the belly, stare at the linebacker. If it comes down, you're hitting it over the top on the stop, and that's exactly what happened right there as our linebacker washed down to go for the run. First down and 10 for the Ray Texans. Breckenridge, empty backfield, now steps up in the pocket. He's going to take off. He's hit. By number 35, Rick Barrett, and uh, along with number, excuse the bottom, that's uh, number 69, Youngblood, the young sophomore nose guard, also in on the tackle. Youngblood had a nice game last week, five tackles, a couple of those for a loss. Yeah, Youngblood's been a nice addition to the center of this defense. Just a big old kid. He's exactly what you want out of a nose guard. Big, strong, and he can make some plays here and there. As uh, Ray looks to move pretty quick here. Five-yard gain on the play. Second down and five. Running back Medellin shifts over to the left. I'm going to say, number 66 looks like he was doing the uh, two-step over on the left-hand side there. I was waiting for the flag. That left foot just couldn't get planted. You're the sharp coach. It's kind of funny to watch him do that. Maybe he needs a restroom break or something. Looks like he couldn't hold his water there. That foot started moving. Definitely couldn't hold his water. That's going to get you five yards every time. Second down and 11 for the uh, Ray Texans. Shotgun formation. Four wide receivers. Twin splits to the top side. Two down low. Breckenridge rolling to his right. Has pressure. Leometti trying to get him. This one's broken up nicely by the uh, linebacker, number 41, for the uh, Wildcats. That's Matt Costello on the nice defensive play. That's a couple of good plays now by the Cowan linebackers in the pass game. Both times beat by the receiver, but able to recover and get their hand in there to knock that ball out. Big third down play coming up for the Texans. Again, they trail 16 to 6 to these Wildcats. Five wide receivers. Breckenridge stepping up, Leo Maddy with the pressure. Leo Maddy's going to get to him. So, Kanisi with the uh, sack on Breckenridge to bring up a fourth down play, and you got to give that a coverage back. And there's nobody open downfield. Yeah, Phil Wiley did a great job. The Cats made a little bit of an adjustment there. And they went trips with the motion, which they beat him with a couple of times. Riley this time followed. There was no switch off. It's just a great coaching move and well, you know, well played by Lively. McDonald, uh, who is also the uh, wide receiver, will draw back to punt. He's going to stand just over the uh, 40-yard line. Wildcats will send two men deep. Hawkins and Garza will line up at about the 10-yard line. Play clock down to four. You think Ray would be crazy right now to kick to Hawkins? There you go. Snap on the way. McDonald's high punt. Hawkins will take it at the 19, and he's going to call a fair catch. So, Wildcat offense will come onto the field. 
Nine minutes and 42 seconds, and Colton Duff will bring the Wildcat offense back onto the field. That's a great opportunity for the Wildcats to get out in front like they like to do right before the half. And, you know, up 14 to 6. You've got all the momentum after defense is stopped. Um, let's put some big plays right here out of the Cal and Wildcat offense. That offensive line has been doing a great job. And Derek Rojas coming back on the field. That's good to see. He looks like he uh, may have come out and maybe got that ankle taped up. Two tight ends set. Dylan Pila on the near side. I believe that's uh, Lanham on the far side. Garza motions across the line of scrimmage. Egg to uh, the running back. Wide open is Garza. Garza at the 40. Steps on a dime, making a move. Gets around again. Garza is shuffling. And Garza is still breaking tackles. He's going to get across midfield. And finally brought down at the 47-yard line. He made about four defenders miss on the play. And he was wide open on that play. We've been looking for that play action. And we saw it there. We'll be better pass it from Dolphin. He could have been going down that sideline. Yeah, great play call by the offensive coaches. And then, you know, Duff getting it out there. Sometimes you just want to get it to the open receiver. He's able to do right there. And you put the ball in, you know, one of your playmakers' hands. And the impressive thing about the Cal Allen skill kids is how physical they are with the ball. Oh, guards, huh? You know, really, we've seen him uh, every time he touched the ball. He's, he's a playmaker himself. But with Alec Brown and Hawkins in the game, he just doesn't get very many touches. First down and 10. Brown. Now comes in. Brown. Spinning forward, and he's going to get to about the 40-yard line, just shy of the 40-yard line. It's going to bring up a third down and a long three. Second down and three, I'm sorry. And number 16, Bradley Villarreal took a little ride on the uh, Alec Brown Express right there. Got fun around himself. Ayla, number eight, brings the play in from the sideline. Holton Duff, under center. Garza now checks back in at the Z-back. Second down, and again, a long three. Hand off to Brown. Brown going forward. Brown lunging, and he's going to get to about the 34-yard line. That'll be enough for the first down for the uh, Wildcats, and they will move the chains. Kind of funny to see. You see number 87, which is Reed Wilson, who comes to get the play, but Colton Duff is standing right there next to him. So, uh, Vila came out. Wilson comes in for the tight end spot. Hawkins overloading the right side. They'll go backside with Hawkins. Hawkins trips up. Nice open field tackle by number four for the uh, Ray Texans. Make a nice tackle at the uh, linebacker, Aaron Leha. No gain on the play. We'll call it maybe a half a yard loss. We're going to call it second down, just over 10 yards. Yeah, really the first time in a while that Ray's made any kind of stop on defense. Once again, going for that buck sweep, which is a backside sweep. Uh, the Hawkins in there just wasn't. There was one guy that was able to come in and make a tackle. Got about second and 11 here. And the count comes out in their double tight. And off again to Brown. Brown coming on the right side. Hits to the outside. Flies on the field. He's going to get inside the 10 to the 9-yard line, but... Uh, Looks for uh, this one to come back, coming from the uh, line judge. This might be holding against the Wildcats. Two players slow to get up for the Wildcats. Duff going over to help up one of his linemen. And the flag, which was uh, thrown at about the 15-yard or 25-yard line, shall I say, 
It'll be a spot foul, so it'll bring him back just outside the 35-yard line after the holding penalty against the Carolina Wildcats. So second down at 12. Lost about a half yard after the penalty mark off. So easily a first down. It would have been a first down and goal, but a big costly penalty. Last week, Carolina had nine penalties for 90 yards. Again, something that we have to clean up. Yeah, something that's definitely going to get you in trouble come playoff time. Second down and 11 for the Wildcats. Top seat, Alec Brown. One on the left side. Brown lunging forward inside the 30. Just spot him down at about the 27. We'll bring up third down and five for the Wildcats. Two down territory for Cat Island. Clock rolling with 6.32 left to go here before the half. Only one other game going on tonight. Corpus Christi King taking on Corpus Christi Carroll over at Buck Stadium. Thursday night edition of uh, Island Football. Thanks for being with us on a Thursday night. Wildcats overload the left side of the line. Pressure. Duff, good in the backfield, spins around. Duff gets a nice block, cuts up field, and he's going to get inside the 20-yard line. Nice block by number 87, Reeves Wilson, and he's going to have enough for the first down, but Duff was head in the backfield, strong enough to break away from the would-be tackle and picks up the first down. Yeah, it looks like it may have been a little miscommunication in the backfield right there. Duff kind of stops a little bit and almost helps him. Not a guy immediately come through the A-gap, and he's able to make a miss get around for that first down. And I'd like to thank Mr. Smith for tuning us in right here on 1360. There's Mr. Smith. Thanks for being Mr. Smith. There he is, waving at us back here. Thank you for being with us on a Thursday night. Saw him again on the way up. I didn't get to visit with him. I was already up in the press box when Mr. Smith came in, but I always look for him. He's uh, kind of my good luck charm. Yeah, over on the left side. Stiff arms, a would-beat tackler, and he's going to walk it in, walk the dog into the end zone. 18-yard touchdown run by number 10. Colton Duff. Looked like he was walking the dog in the park and just knocked over a would-be tackle. I want to tell you, that kid is poking to call the time somewhere out here taking a photo because that photo may be all over the front page tomorrow. That was one of the better stiff arms I've seen so far this year. Point after coming up. Brian Gonzalez waits for the snap. Left-footed kicker. Kick on the way, and this one is... Just inside the upright, five minutes, 24 seconds remaining before the half. Cal Allen, 21, Ray Texans, 6. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Coming back in five, four, three, two, one. Gonzalez tees it up at the 40-yard line. High, end over end kick. This one's going to be taken at the 15-yard line. McDonald cuts across the field. He's going to be met 
by Polk, and now he's going to get some help from his friends, and they're going to bring him down just outside the 10-yard line. We'll give him the 11. And the, uh, the kickoff team this year has absolutely turned it around. They've been sensational the past few weeks. I see something inside the 10, not something you see very often on a Cleveland uh, kickoff. Polk, giving away about eight inches to McDonald. Able to hold on and waiting for some help from his teammates, and they bring him down right at the 11-yard line with 5.16 remaining here in the half. Right, he's going to come out here and stretch to the left, the back, and the receiver to the right. Five gun formation, trips to the near side. Single wide out, split up top, Mirelis stands to the right of Breckenridge. Thanks to the running back, a little jump off to number six, and he's going to be hit at the 15-yard line. Collapsing quickly is the uh, linebacker, number 12, Sam Allen, along with number 41, Matt Costco. And once again, that's just another one of those RPOs. Run the play action fake, seen at the back or bite, and if he doesn't, down and over the middle. Second down and five for the uh, Texans. Again, they go with the hurry up offense, the uh, Texans. And off Minnelli. Going on the left side, Minnelli breaks tackle, and he's going to get out over the 25 yard line. And Minnelli will have enough for the first down for the Ray Texans. Set the chain, he will wind the clock. 438 remaining here before the half. And this is the Ray Texans offense we're used to seeing. They are already about to run this play with a little bit over 20 seconds left on the play clock. Looking over to the sideline. Secondary for the Wildcats, again, your safety. Number seven is uh, Height, and number 12 is Allen. Cornerback, Davis, and Lively, Justice, and that is number 70, Justice Escobar, who continues to have a fantastic season for these Wildcats. We're going back two weeks ago to Lester Midway, who had that one-handed interception for a touchdown, and again, last week had the big game. Led the team of tackles, and uh, the sacks as well. Had two sacks last week, and... That's another one for the night. Yeah, one of the big things that's important is we're about to get this play in, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Trips to the upper side. Single wide up, pitch to the near side. Pressure again from Escobar. Diving, and boy, did Breckenridge just take a shot. Is that number 44 who just put the word on Breckenridge? I believe that is number 44. That's going to be uh, Brian Waters, the linebacker. Escobar again had the pressure. It just seems like every week we're able to get one of those big hits from our linebackers on the opposing quarterback. It really shakes up a quarterback when they know that when they roll out, they're in trouble. One of the things I was about to say is this Calhoun defense this year is not only big, but they're extremely athletic. They'll surprise you a little bit. They're down and long for the attention. Shotgun formation. Four wide out for Breckenridge. Now we'll step in the pocket. Rolling to his right, trying to find a receiver. Number seven, the uh, safety is going to get just outside the 20-yard line. And the Texans are just forced to punt. Stop continuing to run with 324 remaining here before the half. That's a beautiful play by Gary Hyde, stringing out the run all the way to the sideline and eventually making the sure tackle. He's been one of the bright spots of this defense coming in this year and replacing, uh, you know, with a high-caliber safety last year. He's done his part for sure. McDonald will punt. He's going to be inside his 10-yard line. Hawkins and Garza will line up just over the 50-yard line. And the last punt, the Hawkins called for the fair catch. 
little early on the play. But uh we can get a nice return here. High punt. This one's not going to be uh, returned. A fair catch by Hawkins. But Kalawin will start at the 38-yard line. Great good position for the Wildcats. Two minutes and 44 seconds for the Wildcats. Find a strong lead over the Ray Texans. You're going to Wildcats crowd really getting into this game. Giving a hand to this Wildcat defense. They're doing a great job. And as the county last case is say, we're going to do our second quarter via chiropractor play of the game. And that's going to be Billy Ferguson. He's 5'8", 220 pounds, the class of 2019. His, his dad's name is Billy Ferguson Jr. His grandparents' name is Billy Ferguson Sr., I would assume. His hobbies are sports and hanging out. Wants to attend Texas A&M University and eventually wants to be a football coach himself. He loves the Houston Texans. Hawkins on the carry on the right side. Ball came loose, but he's able to maintain possession. Picked up about 18 yards in the play. The drive started at the 39. He gets to the 21. And, again, some nice moves for Hawkins, but he's going to have to hold on to that football. That was your FIA chiropractic player profile for Billy Ferguson. All spotted at the uh, 21-yard line. Two minutes, 19 seconds remaining here in this opening half. Vila's going to split wide up top. Lanham tied up on the uh, tight end on the near side. Hand off to Alex Brown. Alex Brown following some blockers over on the left side, and he's going to pick up about five yards in the play. Nice uh, block there by the center, uh, number 60, Noah Galinda downfield. Plenty of time on this clock. Cal Allen should be in no hurry right here. They got yeah, two of the three timeouts, and they're you know they're inside the inside the race twenty. Olson Duff lines up on the center. Alec Brown going on the left side. He's going to be hit after a short game, maybe two yards in the play. He's going to bring a third down and three for the Cal Allen Wildcats. And Olson's going to keep an eye on that play clock, trying to waste as much time as possible. But again, making sure to get some points on the board. Yeah, with some of the kicking issues we've had this year, a lot of wind. Is it the rough night to kick a field goal? Uh, we may see a four-down territory approach right here, but uh, there's also an equal opportunity that we give them a good chance to kick a field goal. Brown and Hawkins in the backfield. Felix split wide up top. Third down and short for the Wildcats. Handoff. Brown spinning forward, and he's going to be short of the first down. Needed three, only got two, and a timeout will be taken by the Kalala Wildcats. 50 seconds remaining here before the half. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Kalala Wildcats football on 1360 KKTS. See if we can get a minute in, Lyle. What's that? Let's see if we can get a minute's commercial, uh, commercial spot in. Okay. Sometimes you move the mic and you're coming in real clear, but then you move it back and then you go real distance on trying to adjust. Oh, okay. That's why you see me adjusting, trying to adjust to your voice.
five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. After the uh, timeout by the uh, Wildcat coaching staff, Hope and Goff brings the offense back onto the field. They're looking at a fourth down and three from the 14-yard line. Yard to gain is 11. See what the uh, coaching staff has gone up here during the timeout. Hope and Goff under center. Alex Brown in the backfield. Cross sweep to Alex Brown. Right side, Brown. Time to get to the corner. Brown is going to the end zone. And a flag comes in late. The official was at the goal line. He's going to call it on Fila. That was a late call right there. Very late. Alex looked like he was already in the end zone. We'll see where they spot this off. It's from the uh, one-yard line. It's going to be a spot foul, which will bring him back to the 11. It is. Holding against Fila. And that's... A call that uh, you hate to see as he was already going into the end zone. It's going to bring up another fourth down play for the Carolina Wildcats. The interesting thing there is that whenever he called it, he is out of bounds, not even blocking anybody. So I don't know what he could have saw and why it took three extra seconds for him to decide to throw the flag. But, you know, Carolina's no stranger to having to get fourth and a few yards in the offense. Fourth down, and it's almost the identical spot of where they were at. Fourth down and three. Tied it. Exact same play again. Alex Brown looks for the same result. Not going to get the touchdown, but he will hit inside the five to the three-yard line. We're going to be first down and goal for Kelly with 38 seconds. And now, Coach, you got three downs to get or four downs to get into the end zone. And the Wildcats hurrying up as they uh, have two timeouts. We're going to go with the quick snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Brown. Brown going on the right side. Brown driving his legs. They're going to bring him down at about the half-yard line. And the clock's still going to keep running. We're down about twenty seconds, and finally, um, it looks like we're going to get a timeout call. That'll give us time to check in with our producer real quick on our Rabelais INE scoreboard, Miles Four. What do we have on the Corpus Christi King game? Right now, King is still ahead, fourteen to seven over Carroll. That's fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen to seven, King over Carroll is uh, what our producer Miles Four is telling us. I'd like to thank us for uh, thank you for helping us out on our Rabelais INE scoreboards. Right here from Cabinet Hill, Alcance leading 21 to 6, but they are knocking on the door at the half yard line. Danaher and his staff wanting to talk it over. They got uh, a second down in goal. Now, we had a timeout right here. I believe there's about 20.2 seconds or 20.1 seconds left. Um, so you you may see a play, and then if they can't get in, another quick play, but I'd go for the quarterback sneak right here. Texans have all three other timeouts, and there's just, there is just over 20 seconds on the clock. Offense overload the right side of the line. And now the Texans have seen the lineup, and they want to talk about it. It's counter what they've just seen. Now, sometimes that's exactly what Coach Danaher wants you to do. He wants you to see the formation adjust. And he said it many times, whether it's in coaching clinics or, you know, in our coach's office, that he likes to watch teams try to, you know, move to the formation, and then he's just going to go backside. So you could see a little backside play right here. I'd like to remind everybody coming off our MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show, Coach Harvey uh, Finney, Coach Davis, will give us our sub-varsity report. 
top 10 from around the United States. We are in week eight of this uh, season. Wildcats with a 6-0 record. Only two games remaining. We have uh, the Alice Coyotes next week for homecoming. And then the following weekend, the Wildcats will uh, take on the Miller Buccaneers at Buck Stadium. Then we'll have the zone playoff for the uh, district title on November 9th, I believe, is the date. That's uh, location to be determined. And uh, we still don't know if that'll be a Thursday night game or a Friday night game. Texans come back onto the field after the timeout. We'll see uh, what Coach Charlton has adjusted. Again, they're trying to keep this Wildcat offense out of the end zone. Hawkins and Brown in the backfield. Again, they overload the right side. Quarterback keeper. Goff just needs half a yard. Goff will get into the end zone. Just found that little bubble on the left side. Didn't need much room. Kind of hesitated just a second there. He finally finds that jet, picks it in from a half a yard out. One yard touchdown run for Colton Goff. And like he did, the way he's talking about mouth chart there, just had the awareness to kind of delay his run a little bit and, uh, you know, let the flurry, the way defensive line, the go where he went. He went right to the open space for a touchdown. Point after coming up. Nick on the way. This one through the upright. 15 seconds remaining in this half. Allowing 28. Ray Texan six. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on thirteen sixty KKTN. Five, four, three, two, one. Brand Gonzalez tees it up at the 40-yard line. A little squid kick. This one bounces at the 40. High bounce. And the Texans will fall on it at the 29-yard line. So no return and uh, 15 seconds remain on the clock. You should see Cal out here in a prevent-type defense. Uh, Ray will not be afraid of three timeouts to try to go make something happen here right before the half. Little split kick by Gonzalez. Fielded by the Texans at the 30-yard line. Again, they do have two timeouts. That's a strike in a hurry. So look for Breckenridge to try to make something happen here. Get some points on the board for the Texans. Four wide receivers for the Texans. Quick split to the top side, single wide out to the near side. Breckenridge with the uh, draw play and young blood. Again, we said that young man's name for the last couple of weeks, and he comes up with another big play, and I believe the Texans are just let this one wind out, and it will be. We play 24 minutes from Cabinet's field. A penalty ball 
Well, they swung eight to six lead over the Red Texas Hilldivers, where the NC Rolling Fabrication happened. So, I'll be on 1360, JKTM. Hey, you want two minutes on this? Yeah, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. Oh, my gosh. Running back turns the ball over and the Cats take over 
on the 28-yard line. Again, this is all within the first seven minutes. For 5-15, the Wildcats take their third possession of the first quarter. They take over on the 28-yard line. 72 yards later, 14 seconds off the clock. Number 40, Alan Brown puts the Wildcats on the board with a nice 72-yard run. The point after by number 22, Greg Gonzalez, gives the Wildcats a 7-0 lead. 456, Texans take over on the 32-yard line. Major Major tonight put a nice little drive together with 350. They go with a hurry-up offense. Didn't take much time. One minute and six seconds to do a sack. They come up with the 11-yard touchdown pass from Breckenridge to Salazar. The point after is no good, so the Wildcats keep the 7 to lead over the race Texans. Ensuing kickoff, Wildcats take over. 347 on the 49-yard line of the uh, Texans. They have 49 yards to go. They march it downfield. With 22 seconds remaining in the first quarter, they get a six-yard run by number one, Matt Cawkins. Point after, again, was good. By number 22, gives the Wildcats a 14 to 6 lead. 7.42 on the uh, clock. Or should I say 42 minutes were taken to complete the first, uh, first quarter. But the Wildcats came away with a 14 to 6 lead as we went into the second quarter. Wildcats on the uh, 20 yard line with 9.42 in the second quarter. They march it down to 5.24. Take uh, about five minutes off the clock. Get an 18 yard touchdown run from the quarterback, number, number 10, Colton Duff. The point after was good by number 22, Frank Gonzalez. Now 3 for 3. Giving the Wildcats a 21 to 6 lead. Wildcats kick off to the Texans. They get the ball at the 11 yard. Great specialty play by the uh, uh, by number 80. Again, that was. Uh, on the tackle with the ball down at the 11 yard line. Texans, great play, they're forced to punt. Short punt on the play. 244 remaining before the half. The Wildcats get the ball on the Texans 39 yard line. They only need 39 yards. They have two, punts, uh, two timeouts. They're able to waste the time off the clock with 15 seconds. They're going to one yard touchdown run by number 10, Colton Goff. Point after it was good by number uh, 22, Brent Gonzalez. As we go into halftime, the Calama Wildcats leading 28-6 over the race touchdowns. Our first half summary brought to you by Division 16 Construction. We'll be back with more of the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Report. I'll be on 1360, a.k.a. T-Tex. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Coming to you from Cabinet Sports Complex on a beautiful Thursday night. Prime time, please come back to our producer tonight is Miles Four. Back in the producer, I am Mike Guerrero, bringing you play-by-play action. Our statistician for tonight is Coach Mike Ferguson, and our uh, color commentator is uh, Coach Richard Davis. 
Coach, uh, what do we have here in the first half? Yeah, so we're going to have the 428-6 Callan Wildcats. And just like every week, leading it on the ground. 246 rushing yards in the first half with just 34 passing yards for a total of 280 yards. Uh, Ray, a little more balanced attack with 105 yards rushing and 61 yards passing for a total of 166. Uh, Cal Allen, once again, leading the way in penalties with 5 for 35. Uh, Ray, only 3 for 25. Rushing has been, uh, been a team effort. Brown already has 160 yards in the first half. It's a big run there in the first quarter, I believe. Uh, 15 goes for 160 yards and a touchdown. Hawkins has 749 in that touchdown. And then Duff getting into the action with two touchdowns on the state carries 37 yards. Uh, for the Ray Texans, it's been Morales and uh, Breckenridge. Morales has two carries 53 yards, Breckenridge 652, with uh, Breckenridge leading the game in passing with four for 10 for 61 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Duff has one for one for 34 yards, and that one pass going to Joel Garza for an exciting 34 yards to take the lead. Uh, receiving for the second, Garza has one for 31. Uh, looks like Root, two for 19. Salazar, one for 11 for a touchdown. And time of possession, as always, in favor of Cal-Out Wildcats, 14-20 to just 9-25 for the Ray Texans. So really, um, just going along with the rest of the season, it's been a half dominated by the rushing attack of Cal-Out, and time of possession heavily in favor of the Cal and Wildcats. There you go. That is the uh, first half set. Props. Uh, you listen to the halftime show brought to you by MC Welding and Fabrication. An impressive night for the uh, Wildcats. Uh, as uh, you know, first half got off a little sloppy, but here they are with a 28 lead over the race Texans. We'll be back with more of the MC Welding and Fabrication halftime show on 13 KK. Welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Only one other game taking place tonight. That's Corpus Christi Kings taking on Corpus Christi Carroll. So not much action on the Thursday night as expected. Good Davis. But the Wildcats also a 28-6 lead over the Ray Texans as the Wildcats fans perform their skit to the uh, home crowd, which is the cost of fearfulness to the Ray Texans crowd uh, on a Thursday night. The, uh, we had some early showers, just a, a light sprinkling, to say the least, and a little light drizzle. But for the most part, the showers have stayed away as we are now uh, approaching uh, the 8, 830, 8, First quarter took about 42 minutes. Uh, a long first quarter. The second quarter moved along a little bit better. But Wildcats definitely have some work to do to clean things up. Uh, game seven of the season. Uh, we'll still, still make it some costly mistakes. Yeah, 28 tricks at half is a good thing. Uh, but one of the things that you got to realize is that Kyle Allen, you know, 
honestly, it's just more talented than most teams in this area. Um, so you got to be working towards the playoffs, cleaning up your act. The penalties are going to be something that come playoff time when you're just a solid team like College Station or Alito, uh, you know, that can make a difference between winning or losing a state title. And that looks like the only thing at this rate that can hold this team back is cost them a stake and then, you know, force the penalties. Other than that, it's just been they've been in cruise mode since week one. They're going to have to definitely clean up the penalties last week. Uh, they had nine penalties for 90 yards. And uh, what is the uh, first half stat? Coach, how many penalties tonight? Uh, the, uh, Five for 35. So, I mean, we cleaned it up a little bit. We don't have the costly personal fouls that we had last week, which made up for a big percentage of those yards. But nevertheless, it's kind of little penalties, like, you know, down here at the goal line right before the half, we get in for a touchdown, and, you know, there's a holding call on the two-yard line. Whether it was deserved or not is up to the referees, and, you know, we've got to we've got to make sure we don't make these costly mistakes when we get to a close game. There you go. As uh, the Taliban wraps things up on the field, we'll be back. Coach Brotherson will have the top ten. The Stuff Varsity Report, a lot left to come at you right here on the MC Welding Fabrication Halftime Show on 1360 KKCS. Uh, they come away victorious 38 to 0. 
as you can hear our band, especially in front of us right now, blowing it away. Um, then, then the uh, game to follow was the uh, Maroon team, and those guys came away uh, just like the uh, freshman A team winning big, 48-6 to six as well. Uh, records there, the, the white team is 7-0, and it's a perfect record, and then Maroon team sitting at 5-2 and two, uh, right now. Uh, seventh grade level, we had to travel over to Beeville. Uh, Beeville had a lot of home cooking going on. You could smell it in the air, and you could feel it from the rest. And uh, we started off with our white team playing, and they ended up winning 30 to zero, uh, record seven and zero now. And then uh, we took the field there, and uh, I, I thought I should have had a trip to Austin a couple of times. I'm going to face the refs out there. They didn't want to throw any flags. They just want to laugh at me the whole time, uh, you know, tell them how, how much home cooking and, and how much they were getting paid, and that. Uh, they just laughed at me and took it in and said, yep, get paid very well. So uh, it didn't work out for us. Uh, played the refs, but, you know, we, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, too. Uh, we'll need to regroup the next week. We ended up taking a loss. 16 to 0, setting our record at 5 to 2. Uh, coming into next week, we will be playing GP, right? Yeah, next week will be GP, and we'll finish it out. We got GP and the seventh graders will go to GP. The eighth graders will have their game there at the home field. Uh, that'll be on Tuesday night. So we have two games left as far as the junior high is concerned. Going into our uh, top ten for this week, uh, we'll start off with six A. Sitting at number ten is Mike Holland. At number nine is Smithson Valley. Then you got Duncanville. U.S. Midway, Westlake, DeSoto, The Woodland, Katie, Allen, and then Converse Judson. Moving into the uh, 5A rankings, we have sitting at number 10 will be Frisco Lone Star. At number 9 is College Station. Number 8, Temple. And the Island Park. Cal Allen comes in at number 6. Cedar Park at 5. Denton Ryan, Angleton, Alito. And then Alvin Mandel, uh, other local rankings uh, to mention. These from Sister Ray, Texans are sitting at 162. Cloud at 31. And Veterans Memorial, again, uh, it looks to be the class for the district game. Those guys are sitting at number 23 right now. Going into the 4A rankings, Division 1. At number 10 is Gatesville. Then you have Lubbock and Staccato. China Springs, Van, Bernie, Midlothian Heritage, Kennedale, Waco, La Vega, Argyle, and sitting at number one is Parkers. At the Division II rankings, we're going to have uh, number 10, Melissa, and Jasper, Glenn Rose, Sweetwater, Kimberly, Gilmer, Pleasant Grove, Graham, West Orange Park, and Florida is sitting at number one. 3A rankings, Division one. At number 10 is Comanche. You have West, Shallow Water, Jefferson, Brock, Malakoff, Hollinsville, Yoakum, Grandview, and at number one is Wall. At the uh, Division II rankings, you have at number 10, Children, and Dangerfield, West Rock, Sonora, Harmony, East Bernard, Canadian, Lexington, Gunter, and at number one is Newton. Moving down to the Class 2A rank at Division One level, Shiner is at 10, Post, Stratford, Joaquin, San Augustine, Abernathy, De Leon, Caprio sits at number three, 
Mason at number two, Mark at number one. And then at the Division Two level, you have Fall City, Monday, Hamlin, Bremen, Milano, Mark, Wellington, Kennehaw, Munster, and at number one is Albany. That's there since your top ten report. Nothing really unusual, nothing that we didn't see uh, last week. Uh, so, you know, the numbers are kind of sitting at the same right now. Interesting to know and look at. Uh, they always put a how they fared, of course, and then uh, the predictions, of course, fared last week at the 5 five A level. Uh, everybody in the top 10 did beat uh, their counterparts. And then sitting with uh, what they're expecting to happen. Uh, this bit, we get there with our score sitting at 28 to 6. Uh, we got to work that out for us. We're going to have to get after it. Uh, but their prediction is put up by 42 points tonight. So that's, uh, that's kind of where we're sitting on that one. I'm, I didn't get to hear what the team themselves were worth, but they had team by 7. Yeah, they were 14 to 6. Well, got the 7 now, anyway. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of we're kind of fighting the background noise right here. We are, uh, we are face-to-face with the band right now. And, uh, yeah, so, so far, so good for the top 10 state, just about every division. We're hearing consistent names, as usual. Typically, when you're ranked in the top 10, you're not going to lose a bunch of games unless it's within that top 10. So, uh, you know, Kyle Allen hanging in their tight. Where are we at? Six or five? We're at number six right now. All right. So that's, a, you know, that's a good, solid ranking right now, considering it's tough to find competition that's really going to push your ranking up down here. Uh, with a lot of these CCIC schools just kind of struggling to get on the same page with the addition of vets. Coming into the district. Yep, yep. And, and that's, like I said again, they're, other than us, they're the next ranked team uh, up there it's sitting at number 23. So uh, that that's, uh, should make an interesting uh, bout once they get to it, that game. Uh, I'm assuming that they'll probably win out, uh, likewise with us. Uh, and it's, it's not really a rivalry. We haven't played those guys before, but then again, uh, you're not too far away. You know, we've had some kids transfer, uh, so so there's familiar faces on both sides, and uh, I think it'll be a battle down there on that field. Oh, for certain. And the other thing you gotta, you know, you gotta acknowledge is the next two weeks we've got teams that, uh, you know, may have a little bad blood between Cal Allen. You know, Alice, I actually graduated from Alice, and I know how that town feels about Cal Allen. Um, a lot of them are, you know, sometimes talking to me about, you know, being part of the Cal Allen experience. Now they like to give me a little, you know, a little. Uh, Big on on the side for being here in Cal Allen, but uh, you know they'll be up to that game. They've had a decent season so far, and then of course we got Miller, who you know with their new coach has said a lot of things within the district. It's got a lot of the coaches fired up and ready for that Miller week. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think those two games are going to be one of those where uh, I think we need to get a quick lead and then get our starters up so that there's no uh, you know funny play or, or anything like that going on in the piles and uh, try to get any of our guys hurt. So those those, uh, those are the games that we look forward to. I think they're, they're going to be a lot of high points. Of course, because those two teams started out strong. Miller started out undefeated for a while, you know. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what those guys have. I mean, the good thing that we know is that we scrimmaged out earlier this year and had quite a bit of success. And we were uh, you know, coming off of hurricane time and dealing with a lot of different distractions. So, you know, we're in full season mode right now. They've got that team going pretty good with a couple of good wins. And that'll be a good game next week. Luckily, we'll have at home, so we won't have to travel over to, you know, to Alice to play in that environment, which is a pretty rough environment to play in sometimes with those fans. 
I do agree. I do agree. Looks like we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we've got about four minutes, 40 seconds left on the clock here. Uh, looks like Ray's going through uh, parent nights for uh, – I know it's homecoming, it looks like, for them. Michael Garcia. Yeah, it looks like. I think that's what Jordan Banner thinks is my suggestion. So, uh, while they're doing that, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the NC Wilson Conversation. Halftime report. Well, you know, you know, you know, CIC has Buck Stadium over there, and, and 
playoff position wise, that's where everybody goes. But you know, teams that continue to try to bring other teams here in the Corpus uh, playoff teams, you know, coming up from the valley, or they got to meet central locations from San Antonio in the valley, and, and really, as far as central Corpus to start, you only have like stadium. There's not anybody that you know. You try to come over here and have playoff games. You've got nowhere for your visiting teams, uh, you know, as far as coaching staff. Uh, you know, you get guys from San Antonio, they all carry radio stations. Uh, you know, and you have you just have nowhere for them. Uh, so, you know, building this sucker up a little bit more, I, I think you, you gained a little bit more interest in teams from the surrounding areas that would want to play here. And that's just going to help bring a little more uh, revenue into the, to the district as well. Yeah, just, you know, something to think about for these guys, too. But, you know, on the bright side, uh, we're moving along pretty well here. Uh, really, at all levels, we struggled a little bit on the uh, seventh grade level this week. But we're, you know, be sure to get that fixed. Um, football season's kind of winding down here for everybody but the varsity. You've only got you got three more games on the JV and freshman, and two more on middle school, and then we are in full blast playoff mode. And the lower levels will actually be in the basketball season, so we've got that to look forward to moving forward. Yeah, yeah, they get the little thump thump that we're playing down there. Just uh, love all season going on during the last part of the period. Uh, start getting those guys stronger and faster and uh, things like that. Uh, I also wanted to say real quick though, uh, before I leave here, uh, you know, talking about junior high football finishing up. We got two games left, and then I'll be moving over uh, full time back at golf, and uh, still be here for the playoffs as well. But uh, uh, get, get our golf season going. We are already two weeks ago, but uh, our JV boys and vars- varsity girls to CP to play over at North Shore. And I, I'd like to say congrats to our uh, varsity girls team. They do come back victorious when they first place there. So, good job, girls. There go. We keep up the work. Our next tournament will be at River Hills at the TM Invitational at the beginning of November. Uh, All right, thank you, Coach, for that update. We're going to take a little break right here as both teams have come out onto the field. You are listening to the UC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Report. I am Coach Davis, and I'm Coach Rosen with your sub-RC report, and we'll see you back here for the second half. How much time, Long? Oh, we're on the first commercial still. Uh, it's like 40, 40 I took, seconds. All right, good. Now. I just picked up the headset. I just want to make sure we're good. All right. Oh, my goodness. And this second commercial is a, just a little bit longer. It's so good. How are we doing on the commercial spots? Oh, oh we're we're fine. Okay, good, good. It's not even a breeze. Not what we're at. No, not at all. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. I want to thank uh, Coach uh, Buddington and Coach Davis for helping us out with the sub varsity report. Top 10 from around the state. Always uh, bringing us the information from uh, the underclassmen. Always special for those young men to get their recognition as well. 
Greg Gonzalez will tee it up. He'll kick it off. McDonald with the muff picks it up at the 19-yard line. Trying to go straight up the hill. He's going to be hit. I can see Joel Garza in on the play, along with a couple of the Wildcats. He's got a couple of numbers with us. I'm not sure. Uh... Also, yeah, Garza was in on tackle, along with number 80. And it's just Chase Fultz continues to be a force on special teams. First down again for the uh, Ray Texans. Opening drive of the third quarter. And looks to be about 11.54 on the clock. Breckenridge will bring the Texan offense back on the field. We'll start the drive at the 24-yard line. First down and 10. Handoff. Ellis going over the uh, right side. Not much room. I believe that's Justice Escobar on the bottom of that pile, number 70. Is that a big night tonight? Justice, again, with the tackle, playing that front tackle position. Did a great job tonight to just uh, block that defense. No gain on the play, second down and 10. Texas with the uh, spread formation, four wide receivers. Driving from right to left on your radio dial. Wildcats. Defending the south end zone to our left. Mid Ellis now shifts over to the left side of Breckenridge. Pressure on Breckenridge trying to hit his wide out, and this one's going to drop incomplete. Trying to hit the wide out on the far sideline. I believe that was number 12, Patrick Puebla. That one's going to drop incomplete for the Texans. Going to bring up a third down and 10. Yeah, much of the same as the first quarter, for the first half. Uh, Breckenridge just seems off task with his receivers right now. And uh, he'll fix that into the rest of the uh, second half. That's some pressure tonight. He's been hit a couple of times. Maybe uh, just not comfortable in the pocket tonight as he was last week. Third down and 10. Kicks the uh, play from the sideline. Four wide receivers for the uh, Ray Texans. Snap on the way. Takes to Midales. Dropping, looking to his right. Now he's going to dump it off to his running back, and he's going to be hit immediately at the 25-yard line. Number 44 coming up initially. Brian Waters put the initial hit. Cleaned up by number 35, the sophomore, Riggs Barrett, coming up with the tackle. One-yard gain on the play. It'll be fourth down and nine, and McConnell will drop back to punt for the Ray Texans. Right-footed putter. Uh, right-footed punter, shall I say. Not, not putter. He's not putting the ball, but... Uh, been very efficient on these punts tonight. He's really kept uh, the special teams in check. Has not been able to get that big return. We're accustomed to seeing. Garza and Hawkins at the 50-yard line. This one's low punt. This one's going to bounce at the 40-yard line. It's going to take a slight roll to about the 42-43-yard line. Not much room there. Not a great punt there by McDonald. And the Wildcat offense will come out for the first time tonight with great field position at the 43-yard line. About 10 minutes, 29 seconds left. Uh, that's not the start that you want to see if you're a Ray Texas fan. Right now, Cal's going to get this ball with less than 45 yards to go for another touchdown. And uh, this is how Cal's games get out of hand. Cal gets these guys in short field position. They're able to pass pretty quickly. First down and 10 at the 42-yard line. The Wildcats, and they're fixing the points on the board. That may be it for the uh, first-team offense. Shotgun formation. Takes the guard as a stuffle keeper coming around the near side. Spins forward, lunges forward, just inside the 40-yard line. Minimal game. 
We'll call it about a two-yard play, a two-yard game on the play, second down and eight. That's the first time we've seen the gun the uh, first half whenever it was ahead of, the, ahead of Duff. Right there, the snap was good. Just wasn't able to find the edge on the front. Offense came out with their uh, starting offense. Noah Glendo is your center. Derek Rojas, Carson Pitts, the main guard. Duke Waddell and Sam Gentry are your tackles. In the backfield, Colson Duff comes in at quarterback. Allen Brown, running back uh, to the right side of Duff, and then Garza lined up as a Z-back. Hand off to Brown. Brown runs him forward, and again, a minimal gain, maybe two yards in the play. It's about a 46-yard line. Going to bring up third down and five for the Wildcats. Now, Alan, just in those just in those first two plays, has ran off more time with this clock than Ray did in that full first round. Bula is the lineup split up top. I believe that's Jackson Lanham, number 82, the tight end over on the left side. Hawkins now split wide to the right. Brown sits over to the right side of Dump. Motions across, takes the guards, the backside pressure. Ralph's going to have to step up, and he's going to be brought down in the, in the backfield by number 55, the uh, defensive tackle, Ethan Gorda, on the sack for the uh, Ray Texans. That's going to bring up a fourth down and eight for the Wildcats. And the punt team takes the field right here. Isn't um, gone on both of those plays? Didn't have much success with each one. It's likely that you'll see the wing team whenever they come back out again. Colton's up. Drops back about seven yards. Rugby South should be coming up for this uh, Wildcat. And it's going to be a pass play. This one's complete. Jackson Lamb has a pin. Jackson Lamb to the end zone. 78-yard touchdown pass on the fake punt from Zach to Lanham. You know what's they're going to take a shot, and we always look for it. That was a great job right there getting to Jackson Lanham. That's the first time all year we've got to see Jackson running the open field. He's big, but he's also really fast. Ray just figured that out right there, but it's a little bit too late as we count 34 to 6. Touchdown pass from Josh to Lanham. Point after coming up. Snap on the way. Gonzalez with the kick. Straight enough. Through the uprights, eight minutes and 18 seconds. Wildcats now take a 35 to 6 lead over the Ray Texans. We'll be back with more Wildcats for Duff on 1360 KKTS. I know you want to mention that's a good look for Jackson to Texas State here, Washington. Oh, they Yeah, I see him. Didn't that worry verbally committed? Mm-hmm. That's a good one touch to him. Hey, you need to be looking at his brown. Everybody. Oh, no, no. Hey, I doubt you for just an instant. That crawl was present. Fifteen seconds. When they start talking before, I'll keep it right here. I've just now seen it up. How much time? Five, four, so, three, two, one, 
Gonzalez tees it up at the 40-yard line. High end over end kick. This one's going to be to McDonald at the uh, 11-yard line, going across the field, trying to get to the uh, home side. Now cuts it up the field, and he's going to be hit and brought down just outside the 26-yard line. About a 26-yard return by uh, number 11 for the uh, Texans. Number 11, Kyle McDonald, the uh, junior wide receiver return man. Eight minutes and ten seconds remaining here in the uh, third quarter. Wildcats capitalizing on the 38-yard touchdown pass from Colson Duff to number 82, Jackson Lanham. One of the interesting things that Coach Burns had pointed out, a world-class statistician is that down on the sideline is actually a Texas State scout watching Jackson tonight, showing out in front of his maybe his future college. Quarterback keeper, Breckenridge, on the right side. It's us about the 34-yard line. Eight-yard gain on the play, second down and two. And Breckenridge kind of proven all night that he's able to get outside the pocket when he wants to. Uh, you must be uh, dealing with that injury still. They seem like they're a little hesitant to let him run. Second down play for the uh, Texans. A little over two yards to go. Yards to gain is uh, just over the 40, 41-yard line. Takes the Medallis. On the keeper is Brickenridge, and he's going to be hit and hit immediately. He may lose a yard on the play. Justice Escobar, young blood, along with number 41, Matt Costrell, in on the tackle. And I'm going to go for third down and two. Costrell, Waddis, Barrett are your linebackers. Exit Mid-Ellis, keeper by Breckenridge. Breckenridge trying to get the first, and it looks like he's going to have a couple extra yards on the play, so he will pick up the first down for the Texans. I see he's lined up on that far side on the end there, Coach. Uh, so give credit to that other linebacker there. Got lined up as a defensive end. Who is that out there? Shotgun formation, first down and 10 for the Wildcats. And off to Medellis, over on the uh, right side. Medellis, not much room. That 45, maybe? Uh, I think that is 45. Oh, I have a 45 on my roster. Maybe uh, Coach Brevison, you know who that is? 45 for the Wildcats? Shotgun formation for the uh, Texans. Handoff, fake to Mid-Ellis. Breckenridge keeps it. Coming to the near side, looking downfield. Has the man open. This one broken up nicely by number 21, Philip Lively. The passing finish to number 17. Corey Salazar, but Lively able to pick that hand in there at the last moment and knock it away. I believe that's actually uh, Seth Kelly out there at number 45 for us. All right, that's Kelly it is. I must have an old off. Third down and eight for the Ray Texas. Thanks to Mid-Ellis. Breckenridge with pressure now. Dumps it off. Nice catch by Salazar, number 17. 
It's going to be short of the first down by about a half a yard. Texas trailing by uh, 29. Look for them to go for it here on this uh, fourth down play, and they will go with a hurry-up offense. I'd watch for the heart count right here. And off. Medellin trying to go right upfield, and this is going to be really close. Going to depend on the spot. Yeah, it looks like they're going to give it right here. From what I can see from that vantage point, it looks like they may have just gotten right to that first down. You may see a measurement here as well. It's time to do our player profile for the uh, third quarter. Tonight's player profile is brought to you by Felix Chiropractic. I want to thank Felix Chiropractic. They're sponsored for the uh, player profile for some time now. It's Chris Davis scrambling to try to find a player profile. Maybe we'll have to come back to it. Coach, we got four games. Offside penalty against the Wildcats for an automatic first down for the Texans. Going to bring the ball out to the 48 yard line. Empty backfield. Breckenridge has a five wide out. Trips to the near side. Pins split up top. Breckenridge dropping back. Pressure. Looking downfield. Trying to hit a man inside the 15, but this one's going to drop incomplete. On the coverage, number 41. That's Matt Costco, and you're right, number 45. Is Steph Kelly. All right, and we are going to take this opportunity to do our field chiropractic player profile for the third quarter. It's going to be Julian Beltran. Uh, he's 5'8", 240 pounds. He's part of the class of 2018. He'll be graduating this year and moving on. His parents are Juan and Elizabeth Beltran. His grandparents are Ruben Juanita Benito. His hobbies include fishing. He would like to attend Texas State University. And his career goals, I believe that is instrumentation. And his favorite special team is the Dallas Cowboys. That is your third quarter via chiropractic player profile on Julian Beltran. Pressure on Brackenridge right as he let the pass go. The receiver was able to get behind the secondary at about the 10-yard line, but the pass will drop incomplete. It's going to bring up a third down and 10 for the uh, Ray Texan. Clock stops after the incomplete pass. 531 remaining here in the third quarter. Thursday night edition of high school football. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Thursday night. Wherever you're at, at home, at work, in your car. Also, just getting ready for a work day tomorrow. Thanks for taking time out of your evening to join us. Breckenridge, looking downfield. And this one's going to be broken up. Incomplete pass to bring up a fourth down. And 10 for the Texans. Breckenridge, a little frustrated. You can see he's not happy with himself. To bring up a punting situation for the Ray Texans. Number 11, McDonald, comes back on the field uh, to punt for the Texans. As you mentioned earlier, Callahan uh, is able to get a lot of pressure in on it. They're forcing them out to the sidelines, and sometimes a big quarterback is difficult to make those uh, downfield throws when you're rolling out. McDonald can get a little bit better punt, allowing this uh, explosive return man to have an opportunity for a return. Hawkins and Garza at their own 25-yard line. And the uh, play clock winds down to zero. Goes back up to Texas five yards. Not a bad penalty. Fourth down and 15. Yeah, not a very big crowd for the uh, Ray Texans across the field. The home crowd tonight here at Cabinet Field. I don't what the capacity is of the stadium. But, uh, I'd be surprised if there's 1,500 people across the field from Fourth down and 15. Snap on the way. McDonald, right-footed punter. 
It's a little bit better punt off. Hawkins will take it at the 20, and he's going to be brought down immediately at the 25-yard line. And uh, trying to see who the uh, young man is, number 30, on the tackle for the uh, Texans. That's Alvin Lawson on the tackle. It'll be first down and 10 for the Kellogg Wildcats with 5.18 remaining here in the third quarter. First down and 10 for the Cats. One of the first times starting in their own field position on the game. I can probably count on one hand how many times they've had to start on their own side of the 50. First down and 10 at the 27-yard line. Wildcats to spread them out. Trips to the near side, single wideout split up top. Like uh, Coach Penner wants to work on the passing game, and the timeout will be taken by the Texans. They probably a little surprised to see the Wildcats come up in the uh, four-wide receiver set. Five minutes, 18 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Wildcats with a 35-6 lead over the Texans. On the back with more Wildcats football on Five, four, three, two, one. Colton Goff trying to hit Zach Hawkins, number one, on the pass attempt. This one will drop incomplete. Second down at 10 for the Wildcats. Denner said in his, uh, in his uh, coaching show earlier that he, he believes that if Cal out become a proficient in the passing game and they'd truly be dangerous. I don't know what he considers 78 to nothing and a few 50-point blowouts, but you have the passing game. This team may be unbeatable this year. Four wide receivers for the Wildcats. Option play. Second up on the keep. Going on the uh, right side. Going to get over the 30-yard uh, line to the uh, 32. Bring up a... Uh, Third down play for the uh, Wildcats. Third down and a long five for the uh, Cats. Bela brings the uh, play in from the sideline. Late in the third quarter, Duff, quarterback keeper. Right side, Duff breaking tackle. Duff at the 50, shoestring tackle by number 55. That's the defensive tackle. I believe that's Guerra. Ethan Guerra, the defensive tackle, making the shoestring tackle, saving what could have been a touchdown run for Colton Duff. That's a pretty impressive effort play. Colton Duff is no slow individual. He's out the open field. And that's going to come back, though, for a hold, though. Because once again, that is, uh, like we talked about earlier, Cal Allen Great team, but, man, they just shoot themselves in the foot all the time. That's a 10-yard penalty, and uh, that'll move the Cats to face back. 
We'll back him up inside the 20-yard line to about the 17. Costly penalty for the Wildcats. The yard to gain is the 37. It's going to bring up a third down at 20. And I'm sure many coaching staff have a uh, play in their uh, playbook on the third down and 20 situation. Hey, you what, after 30-plus years of experience, I guarantee you Coach Denhurst found one. Four wide receivers for the Wildcats. Low snap, picked up by Brown. Hawkins on the reverse, goes around the left side, and another penalty coming in late. I think we're going to get offsetting penalties right here. Flag coming in from the referee on the back side, which should be holding against Bell Allen. Then a flag coming in from the side judge across the field, which we think may be a face pass. If that's the case, we'll have offsetting penalties, and you'll repeat third down. Thanks for the official. That one against Cal Allen. Personal foul face match against the Texans. Listening to this horde. Third down. Again, they'll replay the down. Costly penalty again for the Wildcats. The busted play from the beginning. The snap was low, fell on the carpet. Alec Brown picked it up and actually handed the ball off to... Uh, Number one, Zach Hawkins going around the backside on the reverse. That looked like the old Pumbleuski, didn't it? Yeah. At point, you just want to give your punter some room to get rid of the ball. Yeah, until you got that remote tomorrow in Kingsville. Third down at 20, play coming up. Sound will fake the boat, trying to hit the wide receiver, and it's going to be over the head of number 82, Jackson Lanham. He was able to get behind the defender. Uh, Duff unable to connect. Yeah. Yeah, and even though he was behind the defender, it, it does make for a uh, difficult throw. You've really got to put that thing out in front of your receiver, give him a chance to, you know, run under it. Uh, you know, tough throw for a quarterback that's used to being under center and running the wing tee. They'll get fourth and about 20 right here, and we're just going to try to get this thing out of our own. So. Corey Zolotar backs up inside his 45 or right at the 45-yard line. Colton Duff remains in at the center. Low snap, high punt. This one will bounce, and it takes a nice wildcat roll, and it's going to roll inside the 30, down to about the 25-yard line. So a great punt there by Colton Duff, turning the field position back for the defense. First down and 10 for the Texans with 3.25 remaining in the third quarter. Breckenridge will bring the offense back onto the field. But again, and a great punt by your quarterback, number 10, Colton Duff. Got a nice roll on that one, putting the Texans back on the 25-yard line. How far was that? 58. I think it was over 50. 58-yard punt for Colton Duff. Hand off, Mid-Alice, trying to go on the right side. Number 70, Justice Escobar, able to get a piece of him to bring him down. No gain on the play. Maybe a yard loss. So uh, Escobar with a tackle behind the line of scrimmage continues to have a dominant performance tonight for this Wildcat defense. Empty backfield for the Texans. Five wide up. Hips split up top. Clint's to the near side. Breckenridge trying to hit Salazar on the crossing pattern. Number 44. Brian Watt is on the coverage. That one will drop incomplete. And it's, it's yeah. always 
impressive to watch these linebackers play in the past. They've done a solid job all year playing these underneath crowds. Some linebackers just aren't very good at that. Really, all four of our linebackers get in there and play. It's done a good job. Jacob Sabasso, six out with 76. Marcus Weiser kicked in on the front line for the Wildcats. Third down and 11. Empty backfield for Breckman. Texans go with the five wide out. Snap on the way. Breckman looking to his right. Now has pressure. Holds to his left side. Still has pressure. Going downfield. This one's going to be complete at the 44-yard line. And it's going to be enough for the first down. 41, Matt Costco on the coverage. But Salazar was able to, you know, help his quarterback out by finding that little pocket in the zone. And Breckenridge extended the play. Look, kept his eyes down to complete the pass for a first down for the Texas. Yeah, most of the steps of the Ray Texas offense come off a broken play so far. First down and 10 for the Texans. Ball at the 44-yard line. Driving right to left. Pressure on Breckenridge. Somehow eludes the uh, sack and now goes downfield. Almost intercepted by number seven. Good height. I believe that was 45. Steph Kelly somehow was unable to wrap up Breckenridge and he stepped away out of the pocket. Second down and 10 for the Texan offense. They trail 35 to 6 for these Wildcats. And uh, actually may have had all sides, but they couldn't throw a flag. And is that Justice Escobar with another sack? That is number 70, Justice Escobar. Coming up with the uh, sack. Breckenridge, nowhere to throw downfield. And Escobar able to pin him at about the 37 yard line. Whoever shot block just Escobar out there, I uh, think they'll look for a different position. Oh, yeah, yeah, yet to be able to pull that guy out of the backfield. Third down and long for the Texans. We'll call it about 19 to go. Running back Manella stands to the right, takes the handoff, going upfield. Manella breaks the initial tackle. Jeff Kelly, I believe, number 45 on the tackle for the Wildcats at the 46 yard line. will bring up a fourth down and eight for the Texans. And uh, Coach Chandler opting to punt. I'm sorry, Coach Carlson opting to punt on the fourth down and eight. They trail 35 to six. Approaching the one minute mark left here in the third quarter. Garza and Hawkins have dropped back at their 30 yard line. Oh, yeah. clock down to 10 seconds. Well. Plenty of time for the uh, Texans. Half on the way. Right footed punter. This one. Is a signal to fair catch by Hawkins and did a nice job of catching that one over his head. As we uh, get the Wildcat offense on the field, we're going to take a quick break. Wildcat 35, Texans 6. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Hey, Lyle, let's see if we can get a 30 second in here. 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds, Roger. What is that, 26-yard line? How much time? We have got seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
Brown on the carry on the first down play. It's picked up about 19 yards on the carry to the 45-yard line. Fox stops as he steps out of bounds. There's 41 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Wildcats with a comfortable 35-6 lead. Animals split wide up top. Fila to the near side. Hawkins as well as Garza split wide up top. Fake to Brown. Goss will step up in the pocket. Not much room. He'll get a couple of yards. Just brought down by that Texan defense. Again, good pressure. I detect it. And it's really been no go the whole time we've been trying to run the spread so far. It's not able to get that same movement that we're getting with the wing T. Um, but, you know, I think Coach Tanner is going to stick with it the rest of the quarter, for the rest of the half. Uh, we're trying to get some experience under Dutch. Uh, second down and eight. Two yards gain on the play. Good. Take us down to the end of the third quarter. 36 minutes have been played here at Cavanaugh's Field. Wildcats lead. 35 to 6. We'll be back for the fourth quarter. You're listening to Calhoun Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. One minute, please. One minute. Roger that. Coming back in five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. As we get ready for the start of the fourth quarter, Wildcats now will be trying the right to left on your radio dial. 36 minutes in the book here at Cabinet Field. Opens up. Hand off to Alan Brown coming around the near side. And Brackenridge, number seven, the older brother, on the tackle that uh, Bryant Breckenridge, senior defensive uh, end, outside linebacker, making the tackle for the Ray Texans. Yeah, Brian Breckenridge is one of the uh, better linebackers in the district out there. He's got a good balance of you know, size and speed, built much like his brother. Uh, a little more athletic out of the field. He was able to get out there and tackle Alex Brown as well, and there was no easy task. Third down and 11 for the Wildcats. Wide out foot, up top, one down low, and looking for Hawkins, and this one's going to drop incomplete on the third down play, so the Wildcats will be forced to punt. And it's not about Reckoning throughout the game, missing his receivers. Um, you know, when you get to the spread, and you're used to being under the center, it's just a different look all the way around for the quarterback. Uh, something he'll adjust to the more he sees it, and, you know, of course, you're going to adjust a smart player, and he'll be able to adjust over the coming weeks, and we hope to be able to use that as a oh, best playoff. Fourth oh, right. down and 11. Holton Goff, punt formation. This one a low 
pop, and it's going to take a bounce. It's going to roll out of bounds at about the 25-yard line where they spot it, and it will be the 25-yard line for the Ray Texans. They will have their opening drive of the fourth quarter. 11 minutes and 9 seconds remaining here in this game. Captain Red to bring the uh, Texan offense back on the field. Week 8, Game 7 of the season. Wildcats looking to go 7-0. and Texans coming with a 3-3 three and three record. Must win game for the Ray Texans as they trail 35-6. to six. Breckenridge, pressure by Escobar. Escobar with a hit. Drives him to the ground. The pass will be incomplete. And boy, did Escobar just put a hit on Breckenridge. He's slow to get up. Escobar, Escobar has become really good friends with Breckenridge tonight. He's been uh, pretty much getting shot after shot on the board, kid. Second down and 10. Riders Breckenridge to let the ball go. Escobar was able to put that right shoulder pad right in the midsection and throw him to the ground. Escobar, probably about, I'd be surprised if he's about a pistol shy of 230. Uh, that is, he was able to drive him into the ground, and uh, it couldn't have been comfortable for, uh, for Breckenridge. Again, Breckenridge brought down in the backfield. Another loss on the play. Third down, coming up for the Texans. Young blood checks out. Jacob Cavazos checks in. Shotgun formation. Four wide receivers for the Texans. They're going to dump it off quick. Davis on the coverage. Backside shoulder throw. Completes the number eight. Stops. Trying to get height. Unbalanced, and he's going down the sideline. One man to beat. Allen, what a play. Punches it out, and that should be a touchback. I think they're going to say it went out at the four, but wow, what a. We see back to that week now with the secondary just makes an effort play. Sam Allen chased him a good 30 yards behind him. I thought he punched it through the end zone. It sure looked like that ball. I, don't, I can't imagine how that ball just went straight to the right. However the case, great effort by number 12, Sam Allen coming up on the backside has a heck of a run by number 8, Jared Garza, able to put a couple of moves on uh, Garrett Height. Sam Allen never putting on the play, was able to punch the ball out. Again, I'll, I'll say it again, I thought it went out to the back of the end zone. It should have it would have been a touchback. Davis, number 23, slow to get up. Being helped off the field by the uh, training staff, nursing that right ankle, right knee area. Don't want to speculate, but Davis will come off the field. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm facing, like, I, I really don't understand how he's coming from behind like that. He straight out. He punched it exactly. I mean, he punched the ball. There's no way that ball could have bounced out. And not to be critical, but it was just poor position by the official. First down and goal for the Texans. Ball inside the five-yard line. Shotgun formation. Handoff. Fake to Mid-Ellis. Breckenridge to keep it. Number 41. Coming up for the tackle for the Wildcats. That's Mark Costello on the tackle. No gain on the play. Second down and goal. 
Again, just an outstanding play by number 12, Sam Allen. You know, we saw the same thing for Joe Lively last week. Lively was, uh, you know, not credited with the fumble, but you go back and look, you know, it was clearly a fumble last week. That's back-to-back week for, uh, you know, effort has just, uh, you know, made a huge difference in the game. One district defense an opportunity to, to keep him out of the end zone. Second down and goal. But Alex to the right of Breckenridge. Four wide receivers. Again, face to Medellis. Breckenridge on the quarterback keeper, going on the left side. No room for the uh, junior quarterback. Coming up a third down and goal from the four-yard line. Breckenridge running all the way across the field to get the play from his coach. Maybe out. Uh, I'm sorry, that was number seven. The older, that was Bryant. Black and red. Red. Back in shotgun formation. Half on the way. Hand off Medellis. Medellis trying to go over to the left side. He's going to be short of the first down. It's going to be fourth down and goal from about the, uh, well, to be about the half yard line. And Ray will try to move quick here. Right there, uh, just kind of moving guys around until they got this formation that, uh, you know, eventually getting a nice two yard game. This will be a big stop for Cal Houston. Timeout will be taken by the Wildcat off. We're going to keep it right here. Eight minutes and 28 seconds. That'll give us time to do our fourth quarter player profile. Brought to you by Felix Power Parker. And uh, your fourth quarter, we're ready for this. Seth Terry, this one, 220 pounds. That's the 4.0 GPA. His parents are Troy and Sherry Kelly. Uh, his grandparents' name, he's always got down here with Debbie. His hobbies, the electrical circuiting and model rockets. Uh, his college university wants to attend Notre Dame. His career goes to become an engineer. And uh, his favorite professional team is the Cardinals. I'm going to assume that's the St. Louis Cardinals baseball That is your third quarter. Be a chiropractic player profile. Fourth quarter. Time out on the field. Wildcats want to set up their defense. Breckenridge is trying to hurry up and get the plays from the sideline. I'm sure what you would uh, you know, be waiting for there. At some point, you would think it would just be a quarterback keeper trying to find a bubble, but uh, Breckenridge kept looking over to the sideline. That gave the uh, Wildcat defense time to take a timeout. And they'll set up their defense as they want. Jackson will bring three wideouts to the near side. Again, I, I, if I'm coach uh, from Gray, keep the hands in Breckenridge to play me. Handoff, Midellis trying to go up the middle, and Midellis is going to be short of the goal line, and it's going to be first down to Allen going the other way. What a defensive stop by this defense. And that's where you see the effort in the ball, Sam Allen, giving your defense an opportunity to keep them out of the end zone, and that's exactly what happened. Great defensive play. By this Wildcat team. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something you need to put on film for some of the younger players at the junior high levels and the youth level. So then plays like that and realize that it's important to never give us on a play because you never know what's going to happen three plays later. And uh, that was an incredible goal line stand by the Scout defense. That's something to be proud of going into film tomorrow. Great defensive play by the defense. 99 yards to go for this offense. Let's see if we can get a big run. 50 and 99-yard touchdown the way it's nice thing going. Olsen's up and stop. Alex Brown on the right side. Brown lunging forward, and Brown will get uh, some running room, or some room, should I say, for his offense. 
out over the uh, six, seven-yard line for about a five-yard gain on the play, second down and five. Duke Waddell absolutely owns his man right there, pushing him 15 to 20 yards down the field. I, I, I don't know what I would do with that. Reed Wilson comes uh, to the sideline. <laughs> Number eight, Dylan Fingler brings the play in for the uh, Wildcat offense. Again, you can't uh, credit number 12, Sam Allen, enough for uh, never quitting on the play, just hustling downfield, preventing the uh, wide receiver, number eight, Derek Garza, from finding the end zone. All cats with the uh, run on the right side. They'll have enough for the first down to change the move. Clock keeps rolling. Seven minutes and 30 seconds remaining here in this game. Wildcats will improve their record to 7-0. The Ray Texans will drop to 3-4. and four. Two district games remaining. Homecoming next week against the Alice Coyotes. Always a tough matchup. Followed up by the uh, Miller Buccaneers on the uh, first week of November. I believe that's November 3rd. Then the uh, zone playoff between the uh, zone south representative and the north representative. Hawkins makes the move. Hawkins on his feet. Hawkins sidestepping. And Hawkins takes the shot. At about the 36-yard line, he'll have enough for the first down. And again, Hawkins is ducking and weaving his way through this Texas defense. Picked up enough for the first down. Yeah, one of the most elusive players in the district is proven week in and week out. He's always a big play waiting to happen to get him in the open field. And, the, you know, the Texans are learning better than anybody that it's hard to bring down a 21 in the open field. First down again for the Kellogg and Wildcats. It was bad. Off like- sweep. Coming to the left. It's number 40. Alex Brown has the 40. 45 has the 50. Has got the between glass in front of him. One man at the angle. Picks him and knocks him out of bounds. At about the 16-yard line. And Alex Brown at halftime. Alex, trying to see how many yards he had, folks. Uh, help me out here. Uh, he was at 160 at the half. He should be well over 200 with that one. Last week had over 200 yards. This week over 200 yards. I was talking to him before the game, and I asked if he had another 200-yarder in him, and he said, well, as long as coach keeps me in, I should get there. And sure enough, he has arrived. First down and 10 for the Carolina Wildcats. And off again to number 40, Alec Brown. Minimal gain on the play, maybe two yards. We'll call it second down and eight. Ava with the play from the sideline. Clock rolling, five minutes, 21 seconds remaining here on this Thursday night matchup between the Carolina Wildcats and the Ray Texans. Wildcats will overload the right side of the line. Garza motions across the line of scrimmage. Top sweep to Alec Brown. Following the clock, is trying to get around the outside, and a flag comes in. And Brown will get to the two-yard line again. I believe that's going to be number eight, Sela. Yeah. Kind of watching him. Uh, Brown following his blockers, and there is the Fila. Man, just got too much of that jersey. It'll be a holding call against the Calala Wildcats. Bob Fowles is going to go from the uh, line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up a second down and uh, what's to be about what's that? Uh, 17, maybe? 
And I believe so. You know, in, in, in his defense, he's had a couple of those tonight. But on that stretch play, he's got the most difficult block. He's got to stretch out and try to get his butt to the sideline. So, you know, the running back get around him. Um, right there, it looked like there was an early cut-up that may have helped him out. But uh, Brown deciding to go to the sideline made it a difficult block. We're going to bring it back to the 24-yard line. It's going to be second down and 20 for the Carolina Marquette offense. Four minutes, 52 seconds remaining in this game. Maybe some time for you, a little play-action pass to one of your tight ends. Goff, under center, makes the handoff, rolls to his left, has a couple of blockers in front of him, Top at the 10, Goff, walks the dog into the end zone. Colton Goff on the 24-yard touchdown run into the end zone. That's his third touchdown of the night for the uh, quarterback, number 10. And Beth having a big night on the ground tonight. Uh, right there, just running the good old Beth seat with the quarterback, and nobody was there. Now he's down, led the way for another count on touchdown with the point after attempt pending. 99-yard touchdown drive, point after coming up. Gonzalez with the kick. This one is good. Cal Allen now takes... A 42-6 lead over the Ray Texans. We'll be back with more walks to football on 1360 KKTX. I don't think that could have been any more open than it was. Completely untouched. Two forty two for Brown. Wow. Almost five hundred yards in two games, huh? What do you have last week? Two twenty nine of it? How much time is left in the game over there? Yeah, he's at two sixty. He is at five hundred yards. Yeah. Be a seventh grader next week. Coming back in five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. 99-yard touchdown drive by the Cal Island Wildcats. Capped off by a 24-yard touchdown run by Colton Duff. His first, uh, third touchdown of the night. Grant Gonzalez will tee it up at the 40-yard line. Gonzalez, little script kick, this one. Off one of the front men at the 45. I don't believe that's what Gonzalez wanted to do on that play, but uh, whatever the case, the Texans will take over first down and 10 at the 45. And uh, Coach Covington has let us know that uh, Alec Brown is over the 200-yard mark for the second game in a row. And for two games, against one against Gregory Portland, nine against Ray, two of our tougher opponents, this young man almost 500 yards in two games. And he, he's well on his way to a big season. You've got to think about it. He, there's probably three other games where he hasn't even stepped on the field in the second half. He's about 433 left here in the fourth, and you may not see him again, but, you know, he's, he's got to be one of the state leaders in rushing yards and touchdowns. First down and 10 for the Texans from the 45-yard line. Line uh, test the right side of the line. Not much room there for the uh, running back. Number 25. The uh, running back is Mark Bettis on the carry for the uh, Ray Texans. 
Backup quarterback, number 19, has checked in as well. That's Xavier Estrada now uh, taking over for uh, Breckenridge at the quarterback spot. Second down and seven. Shotgun formation for the Ray Texans. Estrada looking downfield, looking for his man. This is going to be intercepted. Number 80 on the interception, going around the backside, trying to go across the field. And he's going to take it out to the 42-yard line. Chase Polk, who's been the uh, special teams eighth tonight, comes in at quarterback and picks off the uh, pass attempt from number uh, 19, Estrada. Look for uh, the backup quarterback, Rivers Roy, to be taken over for Cal Allen after the interception by Polk. Three minutes and 50 seconds. Polk ran all the way across field trying to elude would-be tacklers and ends up picking up maybe a yard on the return. But, again, a quick turnover for the Wildcat defense. Number 14, Rivers Roy has taken over at quarterback for Cal Allen. First down and 10 at the 42-yard line. Rivers Roy on the quarterback keeper trying to get outside, and Roy scampers out of bounds. Steps out of bounds at about the 44, two-yard gain on the play, and the clock will stop as he steps out of bounds. Yeah, not necessarily where you want to see that. You'd like to see him stay in bounds and get this clock rolling. I think Rivers at that point was just running for his life. You know, first play, did you come in? And coach just tells you to carry the ball. I'm like, come on, coach. You just hand it off. That's the term is seen red. That's about all he saw was a bunch of red defenders in front of him as he tried to get to the sideline. Rivers turning back and looking at his running back. I believe it's 43, Nick Elizondo, saying, hey, be ready. I'm handing it to you, Paul. And there it is. <laughs> Barry on the left side. Elizondo, short gain on the play. Out to the, uh, just over the 45-yard line. He's going to bring up a third down and six for the Wildcats. Approaching the three-minute mark here at uh, the Cavanaugh Sports Complex. Some of the uh, Ray faithful starting to make their way to the parking lot. I can wish them a safe drive home. They don't have to go very far. Well, they got lucky this week. Wildcats, again, only about a 20-minute drive from Cal Allen to the uh, Cavanaugh Sports Complex. There was Roy, quarterback keeper. Roy. Coming upfield, twisting, lunging, and he'll be stopped at about the 47-yard line. going to be short of the first down. Going to bring up a fourth down, and uh, we'll call it seven to go. Well, maybe six. Yeah, I think we'll see the punt team here. Should see Colton Duff come back in to punt, and there he is, Duff having to grab his helmet and hustle and on, onto the field. Look for the uh, rugby-style quick kick. Plenty of time on the play clock, down to 15 seconds. Approaching the two-minute mark, and the Wildcats trying to get their uh, personnel in on the field. Duff drops back about eight yards. Right-footed kicker. High kick from Duff. This one's going to bounce at about the 27, and it'll roll out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Great punt there by Colton Duff. The Texan offense will come on the field with one minute and 44 seconds remaining. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Cal Allen Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. Hey, Lyle, give us 30 seconds. 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds, okay. Yeah, we only got 144 left. I think this will be it. Okay. Okay. 
first commercial was 41 seconds, so that's uh, what we're going to end up having is, is 41 seconds instead. Okay. I can. Uh, they already got the offense on the field, so I'm going to go ahead and just start talking. Okay. Whenever you're done with the commercial, we'll bring it in. First down play for the Texans. They pick up about uh, four yards in the play, second down and six. I'd remind everybody, coming out after tonight's game will be our Rabelais I&E postgame show. Our cancel improves to 7-0. Texans have dropped to 3-4. Texans got on the board in the opening quarter and have not seen the end zone since. And off on the left side, not much room. It's going to bring up a third down play for the Texans. Under a minute to play here in the fourth quarter. Next week, the Wildcats will be at home for their homecoming. Taking on the Alice Coyotes. We'll be back on our Friday night normal schedule. 7 o'clock, the coaches show. 7.30, the kickoff. Third down and short for the Texans. Shotgun formation, play clock down to eight seconds. Half on the way, handoff to number 25, trying to go on the left side. I don't think she's going to have enough for the first down. They will give him a generous spot. They're going to move the chain. Clock stops in 19 seconds. Set the chains and start the clock. This one will be in the books. 48 minutes. Here at Cabinet Steel, as the clock winds down, five seconds remaining. Texans will not run another play here as the Carolina Wildcats will win this game. We'll be back with the Rabelais Iron Postman Show right here on 1360 KKTX. Hey, Lyle, how are we doing on the commercial spots? Did we get them all in? Yeah, we're all good. All right, let's just take a minute here. We're going to do a quick post-game show because it's game. Okay, one minute. Yeah, one minute, please. Think Coach Barbison's wrapping up the staff, or did he already wrap them up? Hey, he's just about wrapping them up. Is that good? Before I yelled out, I'm going to do a nice little shout-out to Tavika. It's back at home. She's been begging me for a little shout-out this whole time, so I'll take care of that. Coming back in five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to our Rabelais IME postgame show as uh, the Kalala Wildcats come away with a 42 to 6 victory as uh, just uh, past 9.30, so not too bad. The first quarter was lasted about 40 minutes. Uh, we were thinking it was going to be after 10 o'clock, but uh, the Wildcats will be able to make the short drive home as uh, they will get ready for next week's opponent, the homecoming game against the Alice Coyotes. Alice always plays it tough. But tonight, coach into the game where the Wildcats were able to, again, just uh, that running game, just dominant. The uh, defense coming up with some great plays. We saw that goal line stand there in the uh, fourth quarter. The Wildcats uh, were able to come up with a 99-yard touchdown drive. It just kind of shows you the ability that this team has. Uh, 
you know, to take the ball 99 yards down the field on an opponent, they is not a bad opponent. They, they're a quality team. Um, you know, Breckenridge, you could tell, just uh, not quite, you know, maybe not quite 100%, but he's still a dangerous weapon. At halftime, the Wildcats win 28-6. to They came up with two more touchdowns, one of them on a 38-yard touchdown pass from Goff to Lanham. That was in the third quarter with 8-18 left to go in the third. And then the other score, again, we just mentioned to you, was a 99-yard touchdown drive capped off by a 24-yard touchdown run by Colton Goff, who had a great game tonight. Uh, Grant Gonzalez uh, coming up big again with six extra points, six for six. Last week, he was seven for seven. So, again, he's a young man. He's got seven. One, two, three, four, five. I guess uh, it is seven extra points for uh, Grant Gonzalez tonight. So, again, a great third game for Grant. Uh, I apologize, but it's six. Six touchdowns, 36 plus a six. So, Grant Gonzalez in another great game. You're listening to the Rabelais IME Post Game Show. We'll be back with the final stats. It's Coach Bevington working hard to our left. Rich is packing it up already. He's ready to get home. Maybe he's got a water burger order for us already. Whatever the case, we'll be back with more of the Rabelais IME Post Game Show right here on 1360 KKTX. You got water burger ordered or what? I got my Whataburger ordered. Oh, I think, yeah, Lyle's got his. Everybody's got their Whataburger ordered except me. <laughs> Dang. Jeez. <laughs> Are you? Well, I'm not far. I'm on third third in Cimarron. I didn't have my first Whataburger until four years ago when I moved to Texas. Oh, man, where'd, oh, you, where'd you move from? Florida. What part of Florida? You know, I was just in Florida over in Preston, and everybody that was there had Whataburger Cup. They were so happy. Yeah, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Rabelais I&E Postgame Show. Just kind of joking between the crew here, uh, asking Rich. I mean, he's packing up quickly. I'll tell you what, it looks like uh, maybe he's... I was thinking he had his Whataburger ordered, and then Lyle let him know that he's moved in from Florida, had his first Whataburger four years ago. Tell you what, we're talking Whataburger. Tell you what, they need to bring some Whataburgers up to the press box or something. The final tonight from Cabinet's Field, Wildcats 42-6 over the Ray Texas. Breckenridge uh, was back on the field tonight, but this, uh, this uh, Wildcat beat is just too much for Breckenridge. Yeah, and uh, being on the field, is anything but a joy roll tonight for Breckenridge. They're in his face all night. Uh, the final score tonight is 42-6. Cal Allen wins. Uh, rushing yards, 285 rushing yards all season. It's been like that. And they added 73 passing yards for a total of 458 yards. Ray, on the other hand, is going to come out with 295 total yards. Not much more than they had in the, in the first half. Penalties, once again, kind of biting team. Or Cal Allen, sorry. Nine plays, 65 yards. And uh, Ray had five for 30. Rushing-wise, Brown with another huge night. He's really starting to get to where he's one of the state leaders in rushing in every category. 23 carries for 242 big yards and a touchdown. Hawkins 71 for a touchdown. And Duff, 13 for 68, but those three touchdowns making all the difference. Uh, you know, for Ray, a little bit of Breckenridge and Morales, 65 for Morales, and 53 for Breckenridge. Breckenridge passing 8 for 22 for 164, touchdown interception. And a passing for Duff, 2 for 5, 63 yards and a touchdown. Random, 139 and a touchdown. Guys, 1 for 34. Time possession. Uh, 25-55 for the Cats and 22-05 for Ray. And that lands you at 42-6. And another win 
for the Cal Allen Wildcats. Those are our final stats. Again, I want to thank Coach Bredesen for helping us out with our stats tonight. We're going to take our last break. You're listening to the Rabelais Ione Postman Show. Coming to you from Cavanaugh Sports Complex, right here on 1360 KKTX. We'll be back to wrap things up on the Rabelais Ione Postman Show on 1360. Yeah, I was from Jacksonville. Oh, there you go. I was telling you, real quickly, uh, we were Ubering everywhere, and every just about every Uber that we had had a Whataburger cup. And uh, there's been a Whataburger in Destin, but apparently they've opened up like two or three others around the area, and they were just so happy. They, they just thought it was the best burger in the world. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I like them now. They're my favorite burgers around, but, yeah, I, I didn't even think about trying them until I moved to Texas, so. That's crazy, man. We have one just about every corner. Yeah, I, I have one at least once a week. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the Rabelais on Post Game Show. The uh, Ray Texan Band, uh, they're working on their halftime skit, so it must be a uh, a year for the uh, region, I guess maybe for, for this, uh, I'm sorry, for Class 5 band competition as they're trying to get another performance in here at halftime. Two fans across the floor watching the band. The coach tonight, just too much Cal Allen. Again, it's great effort. You've got to give credit to Sam Allen. Again, just for never giving up. That's the kind of effort that you're going to have to see from these Wildcats now and throughout this playoff run. If they want to be successful, they're going to have to eliminate the mistakes and put the ball on the ground too many times tonight. And, you know, penalties. Well, those are two things that we're going to have to work on. You go back tomorrow to the field house with a 42-6 to win, but you know you still have work to do. And uh, so far this season, we've been able to win with, uh, you know, just kind of put more talent on the field than the other teams. When you get deep in the playoffs, you're bound to run into a team that is loaded with athletes and going to be on the same level if not more talented than you. You've got to be able to minimize the mistakes uh, to win those games. And, uh, you know, Sam Allen tonight really showed off his leadership skills, had an interception earlier, and then he, you know, comes from 30 yards behind to save the touchdown, and later you get the stop. That's the type of thing that's going to get you that state championship ring later on down the road. Definitely is. Again, we want to thank everybody for joining us on a Thursday night. Uh, you know, it was different for us to be working on a Thursday night. But, again, I want to thank everybody for being with us wherever you're at, at home, at work, in your car. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your Thursday night. Wildcats will do it again next week. It's Davis homecoming against the Alistair. It's always a tough matchup. Regular time at 7 o'clock. We have the show. 7.30 will be kickoff. Uh, look for a great matchup uh, next week against the Titans. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun one for me. I graduated from Alistair. <laughs> you know, I was one of the, the only school, the only uh, Alice teams ever to beat Kyle Allen, so now it'll be interesting being on the other side and, uh, you know, pulling for our guys to go out there and keep this undefeated streak alive and move towards that uh, that district playoff game that we got coming up. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody again for being with us. Our producer, Lyle Spore, our statistician is Coach Mike Ruggison. Our color commentator is Coach Richard Davis. I'm Mike Guerrero, the final from uh, Cabinet Field. The Cal Allen Wildcats, 42-6. to six over the race, Texas. Good night. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again next week. All right, Lyle, thank you very much, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, you have a, a, a good evening, Mike. All right, buddy. We'll do it again next Friday. Yep, roger that. All right, have a good night. You do the same.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.